0: Welcome back everybody to Conversion to Christ podcast, where we dive into many different subjects about the gospel of Jesus Christ. But most importantly, we dive into individual stories about how they found Jesus Christ in their own lives. If you want to support the channel, we have a Venmo at Conversion to the number two Christ. All of our videos and audio goes up on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify for podcasters and Instagram. So go check it out. Let's get into this next episode. (laughs) All right, everybody, welcome back to Conversion to Christ podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Mars. Today we have two awesome guests, and this is Emmanuel, and then we also have Shinaboon. You guys want to just introduce yourselves a little bit, where you're from, Yeah. yeah. what's your name?
1: Uh, I'm Emmanuel Luna. Uh, I'm from Utah and from Mexico, born in Mexico, moved to Utah when I was 10, 11-ish, uh, been here ever since, about 10 years, currently in the U studying, and... I love Christ. Hey, that's, I, I love him. What can that's I say? why you're here, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Your turn, Shinaboon.
2: Sweet. Uh, we all know who I am. I'm Shinaboon, love for the boon, cinnamon bonner's life. Um, from J- New Zealand, calling from Japan. And I'm just happy to be here again.
0: What time is it for you right now, again? Uh,
2: it's 745 Hey, well, it's not too bad, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you called me at 6 in the morning. I thought I called you way earlier. I called him and... No, 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 it was 6 in the morning.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I called him and I just hear like, Ugh, hello, (laughs) like you had just woken up. And I was like, oh, shoot. I think I just woke him up from him sleeping. I felt bad, but I'm glad you're up now for this. Bad, don't be.
2: Yeah. Don't be. Of course, of course. This
0: is better than sleeping.
2: It is better than sleeping. Okay, there you go. I get to meet Manuel. Yes. Is that M- Manuel? Manuel, Emmanuel, yeah. Emmanuel, That's yeah. an awesome name. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, that's such a cool name.
1: God be
0: with what, us. Why wasn't I
2: called Emmanuel? Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that what it means?
1: Yeah.
0: Dang. That's really what cool. What does it
1: mean? God be with us.
0: do Man- Come call me that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's been, wow, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: That is so awesome. So, Emmanuel, I met him for the first time, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah at my singles ward and i just recently moved into the singles ward like three weeks ago so i met him after a week i was there and i'm the ward missionary leader in my ward and so the missionaries when i met with them told me about this emmanuel kid who's like so amazing like just was baptized is so strong and i was like dang i gotta meet this kid and then all of a sudden i think i was passing when when did we first meet? I like said your shoes were cool or something. Ah
1: uh, yes, it was just before, um, just before uh, church started. I was
0: was it at the sacrament? Yes,
1: at the sacrament. Oh yeah. Just after I asked you if you could bless, if you could help me pass. the Oh
0: sacrament. yeah, yeah yeah. You came up to me and were like, "Do you want to help too?" And I just thought you were a normal member. I would have never thought you just had been baptized. And then after, because that was the I think that was the day I was speaking too. And before I went up there, I was like, oh, what's your name? You're like Emmanuel. And I was like, oh, you're the one that just got baptized because the missionaries <laughs> told me about you. So I was like, no way. So after the meeting, I went up to him and I was like, would you like to share your story on my podcast? Like, I think a lot of people would love to hear your conversion story and it touches a lot of people's hearts. And he said he would love to. He's super down, super eager to do it, which some people are a little hesitant at first, but he really wanted to share it. And I'm really excited to... To hear your story,
1: yeah. Oh, it is, it is, it is a crazy one. Okay,
0: well, I mean, yeah, any, any story that brings you to Christ is special to, special to me and Shinaboon. so we're excited. I think, firstly, as you start off, do you just want to start off, like, how you grew up, if you had a religious background, and you can start from the very beginning, you really can, like, conversion stories can be long, so.
1: Cool, 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 all right, so, it all starts in the womb. <laughs> so, <laughs> it all started, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think where this really started was back when I was eight years old, when Mm. I had just barely gotten what the Catholic Church does is the first communion, Okay, is when you first take the sacrament. They don't let kids take the sacrament yet because you still don't understand what taking the sacrament means.
0: Wow, that's kind of similar to art. Church in a way like yeah. we, we, we take the sacrament growing up as kids, but it, it doesn't mean anything
1: until we're baptized.
0: Right. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, so keep going.
1: So in the Catholic Church you get baptized first as a baby, or yeah. when you ever you join. In that case, when I was a baby. And so I had already you can only well, you can't take the sacrament when you're at church if you haven't been baptized. However, the meaning isn't supposed to be there when you're Catholic and you haven't been baptized. Okay, and so that moment was when I started to be a little bit more passionate toward Christ, because you usually have like a whole group that you do the first communion with. You have a lineup of kids who are going to do the first communion and who are going to, you know, take Christ into their body for the first time. Right. Okay. Take take the forgiveness. And
0: before before you continue,
3: yeah,
1: is is this true that?
0: Catholics believe that when you do partake of like the sacrament, that it's actually his physical blood and skin that like come like end up in your body. It's
1: all metaphorical, okay? Okay, but we do say like because God, because Christ said, This is my body Mm -hmm. which you will take, this is my blood which I have shed for you. Okay, so it is very, very metaphorical. The only reason why
2: I symbolical, symbolical,
1: yes the the only reason why i think people really think that it's really like that has to be because uh some miracles that have passed uh, that have occurred in the past i can't remember when or who but i know this was in italy for sure where um there was a priest who was holding up the bo- the body right the the sacrament before blessing it okay and then he dropped it because he was actually scared of what happened apparently the miracle that happened was that uh, he ended up, uh, the, the the bread, the actual bread, because we use like little flat pieces of uh, bread instead of actual bread, right? Okay. The bread ended up turning into skin and the wine actually ended up turning into blood. Whoa. And so that got everybody kind of creeped out. Oh. They ran tests and the tests date back all the way to where Jesus, but we don't know whether it's actually Jesus' blood or whatnot. It just happened to be dating back that far.
0: That's crazy.
1: I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. One of the craziest stories. And uh, that's, I think, why it circulates a lot, because that ended up gaining ground, I believe, through the church. And uh, the way that the sacrament is passed, uh, the Eucharist, in this case, what we call it, in the Catholic Church, the way that it ends up getting passed is that a lot of people do take it literally that you're taking the body of Christ and the blood. Okay. And they don't think it as metaphorical. The people who are more Christian, in my opinion, who are in the Catholic Church, see it as metaphorical and symbolic. The people who are hardcore Catholic probably tend to lean more into that they're actually taking the body of Christ.
0: Okay, so it depends on the member mm-hmm. of Catholicism. Wow, okay.
1: You, usually the the fathers and the priests in the Catholic Church will tell you that it's symbolic. Okay. Yeah, but everybody, but all the members, the majority who are hardcore Catholic or tend to lean toward that are definitely much more, uh, definitely think think uh, like to think that they're taking the actual body in the blood. Okay. Do you think that that belief comes from that one story or other stories like that? I think other stories. Yeah. But that's one of the strongest one that I know of because okay. almost everybody in the Catholic Church happens to know it.
0: That's so interesting! Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So, should been before he continues. Were you?
0: Were was your family Christian before you con- converted to? Yeah. No,
2: I've got, I've got, I've got family that are also Catholics as well. Okay. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very familiar. I've actually heard that story before as well. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So yeah, I, um, I remember going to Sunday mass when I was young, and yeah, exactly what he said. I was told the reason why we weren't allowed to partake in the sacrament um, was because we, as children, you don't appreciate it. Oh, okay. You don't know. We, we have no understanding of it. Yeah. And, and it's more disrespectful if we partake of it and don't take in actually the sacrifice that, he, that Jesus oh, okay. did, did for us. That, that was one of the main reasons why, but yeah, I'm also very familiar with that story as well.
0: Did you think too, maybe growing up that you were, that they were partaking of actual, Blood and, oh no! Nah,
2: like you get those hardcore people, like, but I think for them, I actually kind of find it kind of commemorable. Like they, they're really that they're, they're trying to, they're really taking in his sacrifice, so they're treating it as a very sacred thing, which I think is wonderful. You know, yes, it's a bit intense, <laughs> but you know what? They're being respectful. They're actually they they're considering that this is representing. His blood and His body. And we needed to give it with the respect as if it was His blood and His body. Because without His sacrifice, you know, well, what's the purpose, you know? Well, what did He do this for? Why are we taking this? But I think for, you know, even as the same for as our sacrament as well in the church, I see, you know, um, I see a lot of people just kind of just taking it, drinking it, jump on their phones. Yeah, without
0: any meaning. Yeah. yeah, I don't know an insanely deep amount about the Catholic Church because I've never been a member or have been associated with any Catholics other than me teaching Catholics on my mission. So that's yeah. why I asked. But you can continue um, from where I left when you're yeah where you left off. Yeah.
1: So that was the first time, right, that I ended up you know in a way encountering Christ because when we do it as a group, right, it's typically just to get everybody through it and like okay, come on, move along. This is yeah. the, this is the first step. Come on, get going. Right. It's very organized. Mm-hmm. It was very special because they lost my papers and so they couldn't do it with the group. And so I had to wake another week for a mess only for me and my family. Wow. And the majority of the time, because we actually, you know, give wine, right? Okay. You usually in a group don't give the wine to the people.
0: To the children, yeah. yeah.
1: But I was a special case. And they also gave me the wine, besides just the bread. And that meant a lot for me. And especially because the majority of the time, you have like, toward the back, right? You have the altar, right? And you have the congregation. And usually the line of kids just lines up just before the altar and the steps. Okay. For me, because there was nobody there and it was just me and a few members of my family, they took me to the altar. Oh, wow. Where they broke the bread. And they served the wine. Yeah. As if, and they said the whole thing, I can't remember the exact words, but they went through the whole thing of how Jesus took and passed it out. Yeah. And the priest gave it to me. Uh funny thing aside is that I did not know what wine was then. And so I thought it was like water and I took a big gulp and he had to pull it away.
3: And,
1: um... <laughs> And he had the face of like, ooh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But yeah, yeah. It was funny. And that is funny. I was like, oh wow. Like I, my parents and i you, like, we never got that. And that's not how it usually goes. You usually just take the bread and you go. Yeah. And he, the priest ended up giving a very, very deep talk to me specifically. Just like almost like a patriarchal blessing where he tells me yeah. how it's gonna go. It was a rather short, right? It was it was like kind
0: like, of giving you blessings almost like telling you about you specifically almost
1: yeah and how i'm gonna be throughout the rest of my life wow i can't remember exactly word for word anymore but it was things like you're gonna have a family you're gonna be great uh you're gonna fulfill your name like you have no idea yeah things like that that have me like oh great what does my name mean or like things like that that i didn't know back then that was my first experience
0: so before you continue was that like a building block for like why you believed because it was like, whoa, like what did it, did it feel like special? Like were you like, whoa,
1: it felt, it felt special because nobody else so far in that, in the, in the church got that treatment.
0: Yeah. That's very interesting for sure.
1: Not, 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 not none of the other kids. So I felt prideful. Yeah. But at the same time I had no idea. So it wasn't exactly pride because I didn't know what I was exactly doing, but it was me like, whoa, that, that was, I feel good for that. What what happened? That was yeah. kind of interesting. So that was when I was eight. Two years later, uh, my dad ends up making moves in his company to move forward. And he ends up being told like, hey, could you come to Utah? Uh, and my dad's like, yeah, it's the U.S. I- I'd love to come to the to the United States. And so...
0: Oh, that was in Mexico. Yeah. That first experience. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Lo, lo and behold, uh, during those two years... Uh, my dad goes back and forth between uh, Juarez, Mexico. Okay. So, it's a city right below El Paso, which is across the border, just across the border. Most dangerous city, in my opinion, in Mexico, besides Mexico City. Okay. It is so bad. Okay. And uh, I, w- I was seeing bad stuff constantly. There were shootings there constantly.
0: Really? Okay.
1: I, I had to walk through very bad alley. I- I- at night, I would hear gunshots. Dang. And anyways, I... he goes back and forth constantly and eventually we move to uh back into salt lake city we we moved down to sandy utah where we're just living in apartments and uh we're still not settled yet i haven't gotten to school uh i actually end up getting put in a higher grade than i usually would be i'm actually slightly i'm i used to be younger than most of my class, and now I was the average age. I ended up getting put late into school in Mexico. So now I was okay. actually the proper age for my class. And then, so I ended up learning. Uh, when I was started to get settled, I was learning uh, English, and it took me about two months to get settled into English. I was already speaking within two months. Wow. Funnily enough, I, I hated English when I was younger. I did not want to learn it. I was like... This did, is the language for the gringos. <laughs> like my 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 view was like this is bad. I don't like English. Did they did they want to teach you in Mexico though? Yes. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay. I, I refused a ton. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Eventually, you know, I had to. And I was like, okay, you know what? Learning another language is not that bad. I need yeah. to stop being a child. And so I started to actually try to learn the language. Yeah. And within two months, I started progressing. I started reading more books. I started like, I'm sure you knew Magic House, probably. Yeah. 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 Like that's a book series I started reading. I used to like write the definitions. In English. In English. In English. Cool. Yeah. I was writing definitions and whatnot. Then we got settled into um, to the, to my church, uh, the Blessed Sacrament, where- um, In Utah. In Utah. In
0: Sandy. Or around there, Alta. Okay, cool.
1: And uh, right there, I barely and we're, it's not a Hispanic mass, so I wasn't that used to it. It was a Spanish. It was an English mass, and I was learning to like how they said the the nice the nice creed thing things like that. How well how you would pray, how you would kneel, like the different. It was slightly different, not that much, but it, it was English and it was different enough for me to have a hard time with it, especially when I'm only going there like. Once a week, right? Mm-hmm. On Sundays. Yeah, we, we weren't that... We were kind of very Catholic at that point because we had nobody to go to but the Catholic church at that point, right? Yeah. I, I still barely had any friends. And I ended up moving into another school the, the year afterward. So I wasn't exactly sticking with one group of people that I knew. Yeah. And in the church within... Two years when I'm in sixth grade, my dad ends up putting me now into the youth group because it's from six until 12. Okay. And so I get put into the youth group. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't like socializing. Like, you can I, I guess you can imagine because of, like, how much I've moved around. Yeah. That I was rather an introverted kid. And I, like, I, I promise I'm not one of those introverted guys that, like, is super annoying because they say I'm introverted. It's,
0: no, no. It's, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. It makes sense. Like,
1: yeah. And I was very, very excluded. I excluded myself a ton. I did not want to be with other people. I did not like being with other people. I like to just keep with myself. Yeah, okay. So, during youth group, I get opened up my horizon a little bit more. And I get essentially forced the first year to do everything youth group. Second year, I start liking it a little bit more. Especially because we ended up doing other uh, funner things during that time. We yeah. ended up going ice skating, bowling. We also ended up doing things like... Uh, we went to Fear Factory once. Cool, and so that was like the funnest experience. Like, okay, you know what? I can kind of do this.
0: So during this time, how old are you going through youth group?
1: I am twelve to fourteen.
0: Okay, so during that time, were your were you basically only surrounded by members of the Catholic Church rather than like because there's I mean LDS members, Mormons all
1: over. I I was Utah, right? So yeah, I was surrounded by. Every type of person in school. I did not go to a Catholic-based school. Okay, okay. So there were... so. The youth
0: group was only Catholic kids, only right? Only Catholic kids. Okay.
1: But none of them were my friends. I, they were companions, but I wouldn't call them friends.
0: Oh, the youth group kids. Yeah. I see. Okay, okay. There
1: was only one kid, or there's... Technically, there currently still is one kid who is still a very good friend.
0: From who, that youth group? From that youth group.
1: Okay. And, cool. yeah... Uh, I did have multiple friends. So this is during sixth grade to seventh grade, right? Yeah. Uh, I did have a atheist kid as a friend and I had an LDS member as a friend. Oh, okay. And I had a girlfriend, my first girlfriend as an LDS member as
3: well. Ooh. Okay, sorry, but keep <laughs> yeah, going, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And,
1: and so uh, the reason why, for example, the reason why I started thinking more about like, oh, uh, dang it, maybe I should be LDS and whatnot. So, my first thing was because she ended up moving schools, and one of my ideas was because when I ended up hanging out with her one time, I ended up, like, away, right away telling the family, like, they asked her, like, oh, you're from Mexico, because it was very varied, and they knew that in art school, right? Based on skin color right away. Yeah. My accent, like, oh, you're from Mexico. You speak Spanish. I'm like, yes, and blah, 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 and then eventually got to the point where we were talking about religion. Okay. And so... When we talked about religion, Ooh. it was like toward the end of the school year, and then they, and then she's going going to another school. So like, did I like what did I do something wrong? Like oh. maybe I should have been LDS. Like right? And I was like like ah shoot. And I really really liked her. Uh I would say that with her, it was actual true first sight love, Whoa. and she was smart and pretty. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should be LDS. So that was my first intro into like maybe trying to be LDS. And so oh, because
0: you my, thought maybe. They moved her because they didn't want you, they didn't want their daughter to date like a Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, Okay.
1: Like that was mainly one of the things. And it made sense at that time. Now that I think about it, that probably wasn't it. It was just boundaries because they were constantly changing. Because like I got moved into another school because boundaries changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, oh, my best friend also was an LDS. My first best friend in fourth grade when I first got to the U.S. was also LDS. Okay. He invited me to two Christmas parties, uh, which were LDS, of At course. the ward? At, like at a, the ward. Okay, cool. Yeah, where Santa Claus was there and whatnot yeah. and everything.
0: So, you've had little bits of tiny, like, people introducing you to the LDS yeah, church. very, very
1: slowly. Okay. And my parents were very, very, very were open to it, and then they were very against it. Uh, because of missionaries first. It wasn't because, like, we were getting invited to other churches. I think they started, well, at least my dad became more reserved because of the missionaries. When I was, like, 7th, 8th, to ninth grade, that's when he was becoming more reserved.
0: So they were open to it, and then what made them not open to it?
1: I really think it's just because the every missionary that came to our door, they they ended the conversation constantly with trying to, like, uh, convert us in some way. Well, they weren't there to, like,
0: love you. They were there to, like, almost be, like...
1: Like, would you consider converting or what, like... Yeah. That's how they ended the conversation, which I can guess makes sense if you're in a conversation just for that, right? You're trying yeah, to get yeah. something out of it rather than to expanding, right? Okay, yeah. I, at least that's how the majority of conversations were. There were plenty of them as well yeah, that didn't do that. And they chose God busy. So, like, for example, uh, we had two people eventually helping us build up a fence... Okay. They were service missionaries. Like, oh, do you guys need help building the fence? Like, sure. Uh, can can you help us? And so for two weeks, they help us build a fence.
0: Whoa, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And they never brought the idea of baptism of conversion. It was just chatting normally, and it was great because we were talking about things like, for example, he uh, one of them was a big fan of Legos and Ninjago. Okay. And I was a kid still watching Ninjago and Legos, yeah. right, and keeping up with it, trying to buy every single Lego set from that from yeah. that series, right. And so, I was having conversations and everything. They didn't seem so bad. And eventually, they had to go to another area, right? Yeah. And then the next missionaries that came along, I believe probably ended the conversation like that. And so, we started having less and less.
0: So, do you think it was like a couple bad – mission? well, we won't even say bad missionaries, but a couple of missionaries who maybe weren't doing things for the best reasons or weren't weren't experienced enough to show true Christ-like love that made – the rest of the missionaries, him say no to the rest of them, basically, because yes. a couple bad ones.
2: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, I would feel that's how it Can, ended up going. Yeah. Can I just jump in there? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just, so, I'm actually really in, interested in that two weeks interaction. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that two weeks interac- interaction with the missionaries. <laughs> how did you, like, what What was your take on them? For the, that two weeks Are there is nothing they're not they're not trying to convert you you know they're not trying to get in the word they're just there how was that
1: christ-like
2: yes yeah, like
1: because they weren't concerned that we were catholic they because mm, we, nice. we talked to them they agreed because the way that they were talking was very much of how my point of view has grown is is that they were like you already accepted christ in your own way we'll agree to disagree because uh, the difference that they were saying is that we believe that Archer is the restoration, and that your church needs that restoration, and that's where we left it. And my dad was like, "Okay, that's your point of view. My point of view is I'm Catholic. I'm sticking Catholic." Yeah. And they continue to agree to the fence. They were very, very mature in how they went along I with like it, that. and they never tried. They, the only reason that that even came up in the first place was because my dad was wondering, like, "Are you guys gonna try like converters or something?" <laughs> and then they wait and they're like, "Well, no." And then they explain why.
0: They just wanted to be Christ-like, right? Yeah. Help, serve others. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty. And awesome.
2: how did? And how did your image change after experiencing that?
1: Not nothing changed. N- nothing. Oh, nothing my, changed. Nothing on my part. Changed, nothing on your part. Nothing, nothing on my part yes. Do
2: you think it was? Do you, do you, do you think it was a bit? Because of that, your parents were more inclined and open yes. to the idea.
1: Yes, they were more inclined okay, and open like because that. of that, and so they let. Anytime they had missionaries, they would let. They would always welcome them, but as soon as they mentioned uh, baptism or conversion, they shut the door. It, but they always had it open beforehand. They were like put off, right? But then these mm. missionaries come and they open them, regardless if they ever bring up the point of conversion, right? Mm. They still open the door, anyways. Even if it were the first question, they would still let them in anyways and have them talk and whatnot. But the point would already be that they're not going to try that. And so... I like that. They they, they grew to be a little bit... My, at least my dad did. Mm. Grew to be a little bit more uh, reserved in that regard. To hold back his, you know, like very Catholic view of like, I'm Catholic, I'm sticking Catholic, I'm Catholic, I'm, mm. right, right, right? That, that sort of thing. And so I think that's what helped... My dad in that regard. What that helped me with is that, see, so like, oh, the LDS are actually not that different. No. But I still had no idea.
2: Mm, of course, of course. No, yeah. no, no. That's awesome. Then, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah, no,
1: you're good. You're good. If you have any other... Keep me keep interrupting. And, okay. Um, <laughs> so that was when I was seventh and eighth grade. Right now, my life was actually starting to look rather up. I ended up getting in my middle school, like, 15 awards at Whoa. the end of the year and they and I was the last student who got it and I was like okay now we have a couple more rewards for one student here's the thing that sucked though my grandmother ended up my great grandmother ended up passing away oh no and so I had to go to Mexico for the funeral and everything yeah and so I got none of the rewards what I was given them later
0: yeah but you weren't there to accept but I wasn't them I was there
1: to accept them and I was like gosh dang it yeah, you- <laughs> and, and it was so, and it was so cool because there, i was I, I got like 15 rewards and the middle school man jordan middle school they would print out posters like wall posters and hanging up yeah. in the eighth grade seventh grade sixth grade hallways they would pose, of like you of the students yeah Dang. a photo of you and a quote that you might have said in a small little interview that okay. they had with you and so
0: this is like you're saying this time
1: things started looking like really up for you you're saying yes okay yes uh uh, mainly because there was just so much, uh, so much good. Yeah, and I was, and I wasn't in anything bad and whatnot. I, th- there were a couple experiences, for example, that ended up pushing me away from Christ, but I ended up getting learning my way. Uh, like one, one really bad problem that I'm sure parents encounter nowadays because of technology, right? Yeah, pornography, right? Yeah, I ended up encountering that when I was 12. Wow. And so, the and literally the only reason was because I had no idea, for example, like what a homosexual was, right? Yeah. And so, I I was again, getting bullied at school for acting like that, but I wasn't. I was just surrounded by girls constantly.
0: So, like, people would bully you and say that you're gay? Yeah. What?
1: Just because I was hanging out with girls. That's crazy. Well, now that I look back, it was because all of them were hitting on me. Yeah, what the? Yeah, I was just literally just hanging out with a... I just was hanging out with girls constantly. That that
0: was it. There's just guys being rude. That's crazy. Jealous.
2: That's just jealous. Yeah, that's that's just jealous because that's surrounded by dudes. <laughs>
0: yeah, <it's... laughs> Yeah. I would I, I would be jealous if I was only hanging out with guys
1: and
2: there was a guy hanging out. Yeah, I'd out be talking about This guy with all those Sheilas. Yeah.
1: Seriously, right? Yeah. And so like I got curious, like, what the heck is that? Yeah. So I ended up looking up, like, what the word meant in the first place. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, guys can like guys? And then I ended up looking into, like, uh, what a sexual relationship was. Mm-hmm. And i like, can guys do that? And then it went down into a rabbit hole
3: mm-hmm.
1: where my parents had to intervene and I was brought out of it. Yeah. However, that never left my mind and stick in the back of my mind, like, oh, I feel bad for doing this. Yeah. And I hadn't done anything bad yet. It was just watching at this point, yeah. And it was just wondering what it was for Next sure. As
0: I, like a young kid, for sure, that yeah, makes sense. I was
1: mostly curious. You're like, curious, you, yeah. Like, why would you even do this in the first place? Why is this a thing? Is, it was my idea. Like, why? Why is there something I don't get about that? Like, what does society have this?
3: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And I leave this off until like in ninth, tenth grade. Ninth grade, I end up meeting Joseph Wardle in swim practice. Okay. And one of the best kids, one of the, my best friend, he is amazing. Yeah. Uh, he he was so welcoming. I was, because I ended up moving uh, school districts from Canyon to Granite. Okay. So I had lost all of my friends all of a sudden. I also had no phone, so I had no way of contacting my old friends. Yeah. Soon as I moved, it was done. Yeah. And so I was, I was a little bit depressed because I didn't have friends. For one year, I did not make any friends. I wasn't part of any friends. In ninth family. grade. Yeah. Okay. Full year of isolation. I was just talking with Joseph and another friend called Anthony Hill. Cool. Off and off. He was a spiritualist atheist and Joseph is LDS. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I ended up occasionally hanging out with them and whatnot. And then most of the time I was either in the library or in the computer lab, just playing games or reading. Trying to occupy myself, right? The second year, uh, Joseph ends up seeing that I'm a bit lonely. And he's like, oh, I can see you at the computer. Why don't you come over and hang out with me real quick? Zach, my new best friend, uh, who I've gotten also really close with, is sitting there. At this point, I had no idea that I was ever going to get uh, any spiritual help from Zach or I was going to get any guidance from him or that I was going to bring him out of one of his worst spots in his life as well. Was Joseph and Zach these two
0: dudes that you were meeting in high school? They're both LDS. Mhm. And so you had So is this the first time you met Zach when that this experience right now? Yes. This okay.
1: experience is the first time that I meet Zach. Okay, cool. He's just there off to the sides. He's a friend of Joseph. He he and and Joseph have been friends since third, fourth grade. Okay, I see. Maybe even second grade. I can't remember. I think it was third grade though. Cool. And so they've been long life friends. I haven't yet. I just barely ended up coming into the picture. And Mm -hmm. I ended up hanging out with Joseph a little bit more. And I ended up including myself more into his friend group. So you guys just became super
0: close Mm -hmm. over this period of time. So when did they start like... Like you said, when, when did it start happening where any spirituality was involved? It was
1: toward 11th and 10th grade. Okay. 11th grade, Joseph wanted to go on a mission. And he, he was talking about how he was going to go on a mission and how his family had gone on missions before. And so, you know, he wanted to follow up on that. Yeah. Zach, on the other hand, his family was not that uh, LDS, not that religious. Okay. He did not want to go on a mission. His parents and his uh, his parents wanted him to go. Want him to? Yeah, he didn't want to. He he was being a straight up verbal about it. He didn't want to. Yeah, he wanted to go and do his old his own thing. And so Joseph and and Zach and I and a bunch of other outside influence and tell Joseph that he should go do it. I told him that like he should go do it because I ended up having a spiritual experience a couple years back. So, a two years back, I ended up being in a bike in a, in a bike crash. Okay. Where I was essentially put put down, and I was like, "Oh, geez, I I I can't move. My arm hurts." I I I was in the hospital for a day. Wait, what happened? You
0: just like fell? Like,
1: yeah, I I just.
0: Were you on what kind of bike? Like a motorcycle? A m- mountain bike. A mountain bike. Yeah,
1: I was up in the mountains just mountain biking.
0: Oh, and then you just like hit like what happened? Did you hit something? I like, just
1: hit a rock, slipped, and I ended up rolling down a couple wow. feet. And I was knocked unconscious. Wow. That was the second, that was the first time. And I ended up having a bit of an ex- a spiritual experience because it was almost like I was in this trance-like state and I was in peace. And my first word was kind of like, Jesus, or like get me out of here and whatnot. And I ended up coming out of that and I'm completely fine.
0: Wait, so when you're unconscious, when you're out for that little bit, you were like in a peaceful state, you're saying, right? Yeah. And
1: it was like, there was somebody there. And have either of you seen the Prince of Egypt? Yeah. So you know the scene where Moses sees God in the bush? Yeah. It's like a white flame. Yeah. And how he's surrounded by the white flame. Yeah, like it's not hot, but it like feels
0: warm to him him and like, yeah.
1: Yeah, but how it moves like a flame right around him. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that it was like that, except there was no flame. It was like a mist, but it did have like flame-like properties. And it was just an abyss of white. And it looked like there was light going towards something, but I couldn't tell before I wake up. Wow. The first thing that my parents said was like, uh, like you okay? Like I'm fine. Like what what is it? You you said that you just saw God. You said that while you were while well, I was unconscious. What? But I didn't say that from what I remember. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that was interesting.
0: So when you woke up from that little like peaceful moment, then did pain come in? Because yes. you woke up? Yes. That's I- such an interesting I'm sure experienced to just feel peace and like almost like you experience God firsthand and then waking up and just being like,
1: Oh, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. dang. Okay. Keep going.
1: And so this was the second one that had me like, maybe I need to try to behave a little better. Hmm. Maybe I need to change my ways a little at this point, uh, because I ended up encountering pornography, right? Yeah. So I was really, really ashamed of that. But then a couple years afterward, about two years, I got into it again. Yeah. Very, very badly. I hadn't done anything except watching, but I was, I knew what I was looking at. I, For sure. And this time I was consciously aware of it. I knew what this was, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, at this point I was extremely ashamed. And so I decided to like, you know what? I wish like this just could get out of my mind. Like I wish this just could stop, right? Mm-hmm. One of my ways of dealing with it was like, this is a really weird way to explain it, but like I started to be practicing how to lucid dream. Okay because I was having not only these interactions like while I was uh, awake but I was encountering dreams where these fantasies were going on and yeah. I wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. So I started lucid dreaming.
0: So you could control your dreams basically. So I basically. could control
1: my dreams. But I got it so bad to the point so that I could control my dreams. I could I could have fights with Darth Vader. I could be having a fight against Goku or Vegeta. Yeah. Right? I could be doing some crazy stuff in my dreams. Yeah. And I just started to say like, what if I tried to, can my, because this is my subconscious, what are the chances I could even mess with my memories? And this was just a small thought that stayed in the background of my mind. Yeah. Before I attempted it. And I started to mingle with my own memories. Wow. To the point that I ended up blocking out my past in regards to pornography. And then ended up going away for, uh ninth to eleventh ish grade I had no problems with. It. I was straight up innocent, so innocent to the point that there were jokes that I should have understood that Zach was making that I just didn't like I was playing cards against humanities yeah. with Joseph Zach and his buddies, yeah, and I would understand the jokes at all on purpose, and yeah. even when they explained it to me, my brain would try to automatically flip it and say, No, you don't understand this at all,
3: Wow. But it, was, it
1: was
0: like a form of like hypnotism in a, almost, in a sense, yeah, right? That's, that's right. crazy.
2: I was just gonna say the same thing. Like, yeah, did you like? Is it almost like did you consider it, like I understand that some people I lose memory it, but I was when, like... like they they lose memory when they when they experience certain trauma. Did yeah. you put it in, into like a similar event like this is trauma? I want to put it away.
1: I think that's what I ended up doing because I felt so ashamed of that. And I did not want anything to do with it. But I wasn't Christian. I was Christian, right? But that wasn't what yeah. ended up moving to me making that move. I just felt naturally ashamed. I just didn't yeah. want to do be, be doing this. Yeah.
0: And it probably was so deep for you because if it was just because someone was telling you it was bad, you wouldn't be as traumatized. But in your heart, you just did not want it, whether or not you were a Christian. And so that's probably why I ended up in that trauma category because. Yeah. I think people who don't feel bad for it but then are told it's bad by Christian, like their parents or their pastor, they're just like, okay, like you're right. Like I should not be. But like they still want to do it inside. But like that's
1: probably why it ended up that way for you, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because my parents couldn't do anything because I was starting to become really, really good with technology. Yeah. I was starting to be able to evade what the filters or Anything that they try to prop up. Yeah. I was able to get past routers, switches. I literally learned how to hack into servers, routers, and things like that for the just for this one single purpose. Yeah. Just to be able to watch that.
0: And that's that's how bad it got during ninth? You said ninth grade?
1: During eighth, seventh, and ninth.
0: Okay, gotcha.
2: Right. Okay. Give me a second. Ninth and eighth grade. I'm trying to catch up. What are the ages? So ninth eighth. grade is so 14? Four- yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes yeah fifth grade is 10 right yes okay okay cool i'm trying to because you keep saying these grades are like we don't do grades we do years we do year one year two so oh, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what are they what are they talking about <laughs> yeah
0: yeah in 27th grade i i felt super interesting you know what i mean Tunaboon? just joking oh, yeah, you don't yeah, have 27th yeah. grade okay keep going <laughs>
1: yeah and then um after i ended up making those type of moves right I ended up, you know, during that period, I even ended up going in my junior year to a Catholic youth convention.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And during this, I was, it was chose a, a bunch of in Christ. The Pope was there giving a speech. The was,
0: act, the actual Pope? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> it, it was really, really crazy. Cool. There was a bunch of stuff. There were confessions and everything. But this is where I got my first idea of like, okay, I've never done confession properly the way the Catholic church says I should. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try to confess my sins. And I tried, for example, I, I first tried to sugarcoat it by saying, okay, I kind of just been bothering my brother. And he was like, that's not a sin. Uh, there's something else you want to talk about. Just get to the point. And I was like, okay, great. And so, <laughs> then I let it edit all out. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I could remember tits and pieces. Of what I had shut about. Okay. And I was like, oh crap, this is a lot worse than I thought it was. And then I I, st- I felt a little better because I had opened a can of worms that I didn't want to. Yeah. And this was the first time that I was like, okay, I'm going to try to be religious about it and keep God in mind about this. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm I'm going to try to repent. I'm going to try to do better. Because I didn't feel like the confession actually did much. It yeah. only helped me open up something that I needed to continue forward in doing. Okay, And so... That very same year, I started like I get uh, confirmed into the Catholic faith, but I did it just because I was told to do that, right? Yeah, I d- didn't actually know what I was doing by like your dad or yeah, by okay. my dad and my parents. I was just being told, Okay, uh, the next step that you need to do is confession as uh, I mean, confirmation, and that's the next step that everybody was doing. I'm like, uh, what
0: okay. age is that around in Catholic church?
1: Uh, usually that is when you're 15, but I ended up doing later, okay, when I was like 16. Gotcha. And so, um, I was like, okay, great. Uh, I, I guess I'll do it now. Like, I didn't know what it meant to be confirmed into the Catholic faith and whatnot.
0: What does that mean, anyway?
1: It just means that you take Christ as your savior. It's okay. like another step into taking Christ
2: into being your savior. It really... Are you, are you confirmed a member? It's like, You're for con- moments, baptism.
3: I'll, I'll it's look.
2: like for. It's like confirmation of me. It's like confirmation of your, like... Uh, Beginning of being a member. Yes. That's kind of the easiest way of putting it.
1: Yeah, I could say it's almost like confirmation in the LDS church. Okay. It's almost like
3: it.
0: Yeah, okay. Almost, yeah. And there's, there's. I have a question real quick about doctrine differences before you continue. Yeah. So with baptism, obviously, we believe when you're baptized, every sin that you've committed is washed away. Then you make that covenant to remember Jesus Christ and continue to try to follow the commandments. And then every Sunday you renew that covenant, right? Yeah. And you take the sacrament, your sins are washed away. So you can try again each week. When are your sins washed away in the Catholic church? Is it when you're baptized as a baby?
1: When you're baptized as a baby. When you're baptized as a baby is, is is that you are confirmed into the Catholic faith as well. You, you are initiated <clears throat> into the Catholic faith and your sins okay. are washed away.
0: So are you saved no matter what, if you're baptized or if you're baptized as a baby?
1: Yes. The reason is if you're a,
2: baptized as a baby, yes:
1: yes, because as a baby, who are, who are the people who are probably the purest people on the planet?
0: Babies, right, right. yeah,
1: and so like the only reason you give b- uh, baptisms to babies in the Catholic faith is just so that they can keep that purity for the rest of their lives, and so that when they take the covenant, uh, the sacrament, right, the Eucharist, yeah, they can just constantly renew that, but you, they can only do that once they understand what it is.
0: Uh, oh, so that's why you have like a the fifteen year olds doing the confirmation because like it's like another step to say, like, when I was a baby I was confirmed to the church, but I didn't understand because I was a baby. So now I'm like mm-hmm. re- doing a renewal of yes. what I had at, at birth, right? Okay. okay, that's very interesting. So I have a question: Is if I went to like your Catholic priest or your oh your your ex or your old Catholic priest, right? Yeah, and I was like, if if my friend was baptized as a baby in the Catholic church, but then became like a murderer, would he still go to heaven?
1: Yes, because it's not about the baptism cleaning your sin. It's about whether, if, if you murdered, yeah. right? Consciously murdered and don't regret it, right? True murder. Yeah, yeah. True murder. You will not be saved because you, you, you fully took in the fact that I murdered. I took a life on purpose. I'm yeah. aware of this. I meant what I, I'm not going to take it back. If you repent after you do, then you can be saved. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So
0: basically like our our church in a sense, like
1: it's just a lot earlier, I would say.
0: Okay. So the, so with, oh, so you're not automatically saved just from baptism in the Catholic church. Yeah. It's, like you still have to accept and do the right things. Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's, okay.
1: it's just that you're technically already saved, and if you mess up, you don't have to be baptized. You can just take the sacrament, and you actually have to repent when you take the sacrament.
0: Okay. One more question before you continue your story: If someone, because this this question comes a, a this question comes a lot for people who begin to look towards the LDS Church, because they their pastors can't answer this question. But say someone in like Afghanistan who has never heard of Jesus Christ and didn't get baptized in the Catholic Church or just didn't accept Jesus Christ and was killed—is that in the Catholic faith they're going to hell?
1: Yes, that is definitely in the. You have to be part of the Catholic faith. You have to be part of the Catholic. That is the one thing that turned me off. And like, what?
2: Okay, so this that uh, oh actually we had this is another very similar what turned me off as well. You can hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. So that, so there are two, there are two places they can go. They can either go to hell or they could go to limbo. Yes. What is that? Now, limbo. Okay, okay. Li, per, li, it's, a, it's, a, it's, some, it's in the middle. It's in the middle. Yeah, so I know. For purgatory. example, I just didn't know limbo. Right. If, yeah. So if a baby dies and not back ties, they go to limbo. Okay. So, so they go to purgatory
1: Uh, a very way that I look at this is almost like outer darkness or
2: Mm -hmm. it
1: is. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Another thing why I'm so Christian, I haven't played with a Ouija board, but I've seen people do it in person.
3: Yeah. You've seen it in
1: person. I've seen things that are rather evil that have me like, okay.
2: It's scary.
1: My dad has had an experience seeing an actual ghost. Hmm. And for example, my grandmother, a, there, there's something that we call the nawalt in Mexico, which is a devil. Uh, and she ended up having a, not an experience, but an entire neighborhood had the ex, ex, this experience. So in, she was at a family party, yeah. And they end up telling the, the cousins, "This is just a little, so like, oh, vente dentro, the nawalt is coming." Is they're just saying, "Come inside, the nawalt is coming." Yeah. And it's just like a fairy tale, right? Yeah. So they come inside. But they don't think about it much. However, when they're coming inside, right, all of a sudden the dogs start barking. All the dogs in the entire neighborhood start barking. And it wasn't my grandmother only there, my great-grandmother. It was also my great-grandmother and the some of her daughters and another great-grandmother aunt of mine. Okay. So there was multiple witnesses to this inside my family that went to this little party. Okay. And all the dogs are barking and so everybody's a little freaked out. And like, okay, you know what? We're not gonna close this party, we're gonna stay all night. And we're all sleeping in. Yeah. So thirty plus people in a small Spanish house are sleeping in. That's because, kinda weird.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Especially when you consider some of these things like oh legends and whatnot. Well they wake up the next morning and there's no more howls, there's no more barks. All the dogs though have their insides out. All the dogs in the name of her two miles out, have it out. And that is something that goes along with what the Nawalt actually technically does in Legend.
0: What's wait, what's the Nawalt? It's Sorry? A
1: devil that tries to possess people. Okay. And when it can't, it goes into animals. Okay. And the majority of time it rips its, the animals end up ripping themselves
2: apart. That's oh, oh, cool Wait, was this in Mexico or was this in Utah? It's in Mexico. Wow, Mexico is hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was was like, wait, this is happening in Mexico or Utah.
1: (laughs) For real. So I ended up having my own spiritual experience and I ended up telling Joseph, you should go have your own experience. I don't need another spiritual experience because I've had more than enough.
0: That's what your thought was at the
1: time of like. Yeah. Because, like you go have
0: your yeah okay I got yeah. you and
1: so I ended up telling him go because I ended up telling him about some of my experiences and experiences that my family ended up getting like the now Walt or yeah. my father's seen it goes like that yeah right? yeah there, there are a bunch of other stories yeah. in my family and some that I have as well mm-hmm. and I'm like okay no I've, I've, I've my family has seen evil yeah to some degree that it has me like okay if there's evil there has to be good I'm not gonna be associated with the other hand I'm gonna go to, toward good yeah and so uh, I decided to you know, I was trying to move away from all of my sin, trying to do better, right? But I wasn't Christian enough yet, and I was still starting to look more deeply into the Catholic faith. Okay. Where I was like, okay, there are things that I don't believe. Like, okay, I can believe in a purgatory. Oh, that's <laughs> the, the other part where we were, too. Is yeah. that, okay, I believe in a purgatory, which is a state of being, which is like, uh, the, is like outer darkness, which makes sense because for me, I'm like, okay, I kind of think that purgatory is kind of here mm-hmm. because if there are ghosts who don't feel at peace in a way, I kind of think that, okay. Like that would make sense too you because your
0: sense. dad also s- had seen things, you had seen things. Yeah, it's okay. people
1: who are not at rest. Yeah, And so I think like, for example, like heaven technically is already here. We just can't see it. We can't see the good. Mm-hmm. And we also, some people can't see the evil, right? Mm-hmm. But it is there too. And so like, it's kind of has me that like, okay, you should go try to seek out your own experience. I'm sure you'll find something in a mission. The LDS church has a great history of doing missions. And I never had a negative view, even with the conversion that they were trying to do, right? Yeah. I was like, I never had an issue because they were always trying to spread Christ. That's the main idea of a mission. Christ is at, at the core. And I was like, okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And that's why I never had any issues with the LDS. And I still hadn't learned enough about it yet, but I was completely fine with it. Yeah. And Joseph ended up taking enough of it. I would like, okay, you're saying, uh, yeah, I, I'll consider it. And he went off to do that whole thing. A couple of years later.
0: He left on his mission. He left
1: on his okay, mission. cool. And we graduate. Uh, I had fallen away yet again. and I From had, the Catholic faith? No, not from the Catholic faith, just from Christianity. Just you know? Chris, Yeah, just, okay, yeah, gotcha. I had sinned again, and this time I was not having Christianity in my mind. I was not having God in my mind. And so I ended up being a lot more... I ended up committing sins that I I no longer regret because they taught me that I was wrong in the first place. And it's one of those things like, okay, I committed a sin, God. I'm sorry. I now know that I should have listened to you in the first place. What the heck was I even thinking? Yeah. Like I, I, gotcha. I, I was just confused. And I, and it was one of those things where I was like, I'm sorry that I that I ended up doing this. I now know th- thank you for letting me face the consequences because now that I'm facing the consequence, I realize, okay, cool. This wasn't the right thing to do at all yeah it got to the point where i was where god was like okay cool if you're gonna go do that you go do that you'll sing soon enough the other hand yeah and so i was like okay when i came back i was like okay cool yeah you were right i should have just listened i'm a dumb little idiot and i should have just yeah your god you obviously know what's right yeah so i was like okay i need to straighten out more and i was trying to do a lot better and was moving forward slowly but surely and i was committing a lot less sin I'm doing a lot better, but I was still clinging on occasionally. Yeah, it was like a bounce back. Like, okay, I'm trying to do better, and I had leave it off for like sometimes weeks, and then months, and another and another time, a full year before I came back to it. But I was constantly trying to do better, constantly.
3: Yeah, and,
1: my, and every, each time that I ended up sinning like that, I ended up being okay. Heavenly uh, Father, just give me the strength to continue to push and do better. I just want to be closer to you. Please make this go away. Yeah, you know. And I was in the in here's a thing where my lucid dreaming uh, ended up backfiring, because I w- it was now starting to um, unconsciously mess with my own memories.
0: And y- yeah, you didn't you weren't trying to mess with them this time. It was just doing yeah. it.
1: It was just doing it on its own. And there are things that you, there are rules, right? That you probably hear online, like okay, when you're lucid dreaming, don't look in a mirror, don't do this, right? The thing is, when you're in your subconscious, you sometimes can't have a full control of yourself. And so the first time that I read, oh, don't look into a mirror, guess what I did when I went to fall asleep in the red, don't look into a mirror. I looked into a mirror. The mirror shatters and the whole dream gets super weird. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. And then I saw a weird, creepy little girl that everybody said that apparently they see in their dreams when they look in a mirror. And then it just disappears. And it ends. I'm like, Okay, that was fine. A couple of weeks later, I try to dream again. But then there's mirrors all over the place and I can't stop not looking around. I'm trying to like avoid the rule this time. But each time that I look, there's one and another and another and another and another. Yeah. Until eventually all of them break and I'm not looking and the girl just comes out of me and attacks me and I wake up from the dream. And then the next dream that I end up having is almost like I'm fighting a darker version of myself constantly. There's always, there's like this shadow version of somebody in my dreams who's constantly trying to like like kill you like me, not kill me but like tormenting me yeah anything that I any any imagine any dark bad sinful thought yeah that you could have even to a minimum maybe you might be thinking oh I'm with my best friend and whatnot, right and maybe by chance you happen to think a out of character thing that you would never think but like you know like an intrusive thought like yeah yeah what if I ended up being in a relationship with them right yeah like, yeah and I'm, and I'm not talking about a regular relationship. I'm talking like it could go far by
3: yeah. accident, right? Yeah.
1: It could turn into something that minimal that you hardly think about it and like it might pop and going out of your brain like why did I think of that? Like oh, weird and yeah, yeah. through thoughts, right? Yeah. That's kind of how it, it ended up being where it was taking the little things that were constantly like even like I would even say that things could fall along with like oh you're driving and you happen to have an intrusive thought so, like I think if I if I hit it would that be ten points or five points like those sort of like small intrusive thoughts yeah
3: right,
1: it would just turn them against me and it would in whoever this was was constantly trying to like just I was having nightmares to the point that I was moving waking up constantly
0: was this happening in real life too or only in dreams like only in dreams okay.
1: I, I, it was the only problem was that it was just messing occasionally with my memory. Yeah. But the worst part was that I was, it was like I was finding a darker version of myself. Yeah. And I said a darker version of myself because it had my voice distorted, but I couldn't see ever a face. It was just a dark figure. Yeah. But it did. And it felt like a bad, like an evil version of you, you were saying? It felt like it was somebody else entirely. Okay. That was using my potential face and voice. Just to mess with me, wow, or if it was my subconscious using that as the best way that I could think of like what my evil or what my opposing enemy would be,
0: so before you continue, do you think that was an evil spirit?
1: I couldn't very well see it being an evil spirit. I had and like one of like, Satan's followers, like I would think even it could be Satan himself, only for one reason. A couple of years back, my brother had nightmares, night terrors, not like mine, but night terrors where he would wake up and he couldn't distinguish between reality. Yeah. And he said like, no, stay away from me. There's monsters or whatnot when it was just us. Yeah. Where there were times that he was looking at a corner of the room and he was like, no, keep that thing away from me. We get he, he was like
0: up. almost still in his dream, but in reality too. Yeah. Like,
1: and I was having those things too. And during that time? Yeah. And, but I was able to get myself out of it or occasionally my brother got needed to get me out of them. Yeah. Because he was the one who was familiar with how to get out of them. Okay. The only reason why I think it was Satan himself is because a few years back, my brother ha- was having night terrors like that. And I decided to be like, okay, this is getting out of hand because the way that the, the, the dreams that he was having were demonic, Yeah, it was bad. And so I decided like, okay, I, I ended up that one time praying to God like, hey God, can you be on the line with me with him directly? I, I wanna make a threat. And I ended up having a conversation with God with me, right? But to him directly, telling him, Back off, or when I'm done and I'm dead and long gone and I'm brought back again, you're not gonna be facing just God's wrath. Yeah. You don't mess with my brother and then I'm tired of it. That same day, my brother starts having those night stops having those nightmares. But each time that he even happens to get close to a night terror like that, he says that he sees an old man dressed in rugged or white robes that pulls him out of the dreams and wakes him up before he even gets bad. Wow. That same day, he starts having those. And then I, and he tells me, oh, I haven't been having those dreams. And it was odd because it was happening basically every night. Yeah. Until it just suddenly stops the same day that I make that prayer with God.
0: Did you feel when you prayed with God and said, like, give this give me a direct line to Satan. I'm going to tell him some things like did you feel when you said that you were talking to Satan
1: with God I felt like I had God with me because I felt like I had an aura of protection but I couldn't help but feel as though something was trying to choke me or trying to stop the words that were coming out of my mouth
0: so, so you did yeah okay man yeah I get what you're saying yeah that's crazy <laughs> go ahead Shin-man. what are you gonna yeah. say bro nothing that's
2: intense now um. Yeah, like apart from all of that, you know, my main, my main, and I think everyone wants to know, yeah, where was the turn? Apart from all this crazy kerfuffle, where did it turn? Where did you start heading towards? You know, the path of actual, you know, the where you restoration. Are, yeah, where you are now, yeah, you know, yeah, we like we 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 when when was the turn? Like, that's like, I'm, I'm sitting in my seat, yeah. anticipating, mate. About two years ago, after
1: all of this, because this is about as far as it goes, and it goes into a two-year, uh, a one-year-and-a-half break, where Joseph's on a mission, and Zach is in Arizona, and I'm sitting, uh relaxing, right? Trying not to do anything, trying to just not think, relax, right? I wasn't even going to church anymore. It's been over a year and a half. I was just doing youth group now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I get a call from Zach, who's crying. And I'm like, "Hey, man, you're you good." Like, I never, th- I wasn't close enough with Zach for me to be that voice of reasoning. Yeah, it was somebody else named Juliana who should who should have been, but wasn't. And he's crying to me. And then I hear him open the fridge, and I hear bottles. And then I hear him like. Like almost like he's breathing in heavily and then breathing out heavily. Yeah. And I'm like, "Are you drinking?" And then he just it's be quiet for a moment. Like, are you vaping too? And then he's just kind of quiet. And I'm like, why did you call me? And he begins to he he never answered those questions. Yeah. He he did, I'm guessing he just probably didn't want to. But yeah, he was crying and he was telling me. Uh, how he ended up being in a car crash and his car was totaled and it was a car that he really really loved yeah he p- ended up putting a ton of effort into getting it yeah so he was devastated and happening and so he ended up being very angry about it. essentially it, the car crash was bad enough that he shouldn't have gotten it alive too yeah and he was just bad i don't know what was happening and so i just listened to him i keep checking in on him i ask him hey how you doing i i i for like five days straight we're having two to three or four hour long conversations from eight till midnight yeah just checking in on how he's doing and i'm trying to get him out of drinking i'm trying to get him out of vaping i'm trying to get him out of all of these things yeah he but the reason why i also you know way this was helping me is because he had been uh also into pornography mm-hmm. and had gotten into some other uh stuff that i never had the freedom to thank god that i didn't have the freedom to because i didn't have money yeah. and i didn't have a location where i could buy certain things yeah that had me like okay you need to tone back down you need to okay because i was still going to kind of through those things and i was like okay maybe if i help him i can kind of sort of help myself here too yeah for sure and so i don't know i'm pretty sure his cousin michael as well ended up having more of a uh impact on this and getting him out of this because he was actually hardcore lds he was actually very christian Uh, and so he might have had a helping hand in getting him out of this too but essentially what ended up happening is that juliana the person who he should have called and gone to ended up leaving him i then called julian like hey did you know that this happened like no i didn't like why didn't he call you You you're more closer to him Like, oh, I just caught contact with him. Why? Like, I just need to take a break from him.
3: Yeah.
0: Did this experience of you, like, kind of being there for him help you in some way spiritually?
1: Yes. Is that what you're getting to? Yes, because I never thought that he was going to be the one to call me. And then I ended up turning into me being the one to call him. And we went back and forth constantly. He was letting it all on me and i was all letting it out on him and we were just helping each other and uh to the point where i had gone to a similar thing where my girlfriend just left me yeah and he understand what that was like because while juliana and him were not girlfriends they were best friends yeah and so the fact that the person who was his shoulder pad left him like that it yeah. really hurt him yeah and it was kind of like with me because it was actually when with my girlfriend i try to open up myself more and i even explained to her some of my stresses and some of the stresses that i was worried with zach of how he was doing yeah and that was a couple of days before she just left and i don't know if i scared her off or anything and whatnot yeah and so it just had me like ah dang it uh
0: so you were just venting you're basically just like both calling each other all the time yeah telling each other your things you were going through and it was like helping each other get through it right mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Eventually, uh, after we get to know each other, we were hanging out a ton. Yeah. And uh, I was, we were calling each other constantly, catching up almost every day. Mm-hmm. And eventually it goes until when he comes back, that uh, I'm telling him, "How's your drinking doing? How, how's everything doing?" I I ended up like one time calling him because, well, for example, in Mexico, drinking is not that much of a problem. In fact, I'm old enough in Mexico to drink. Yeah. And so, for example, something that we celebrate is that when you're 20, you usually go out and party a little bit. Yeah. So with my grandparents and with my family, we went to Las Vegas and partied a little bit. Yeah. I don't like to drink, even though I have a high tolerance without me having to be drinking. Yeah. I can take a ridiculous amount of alcohol and I will be fine.
0: Just because your family, just like genetics. Yeah, genetics. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: And so. I ended up calling, for example, an example is I ended up calling him like, hey, can you just be on the phone? I'm going to try to go to Barnes & Noble's, grab water, uh, grab a sandwich. I'm just going to fall asleep. Uh, If I fall asleep, you can hang up or whatnot. I might just vent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, whoever you have to deal with soon enough. Yeah. Because... I have a I, I have a steady line of how I drink and it just goes yeah and I think I cross that gotcha and I have two personalities I either fall asleep or I behave really really erratic yeah and so I just ended up telling him like hey if that's just tell me so I just like that was an example and he was just there on the other side of the home for sure helping me with that gotcha eventually he gets out of that we're doing better and. Around March, Jul, July, I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna say April. He t- says, I, Oh, I just happened to get a nudge that maybe you need to read the Book of Mormon. And this is after he is almost fully out of everything because he chose. What do
0: you mean, up, out of everything? Like done with all of his sinning? Like
1: Done all his sinning because he ended up going and getting an endowment. Uh, oh, wow, and in he the he, temple, okay. Yeah, he ended up being a lot more active. Yeah. And I didn't know about any of how active he was being. And the fact that he just randomly goes, oh, I want to give you the Book of Mormon. I'm like, okay.
3: What? That's pretty random. Yeah,
1: rather rather random, especially because there's nothing like, he knows I'm Catholic. Yeah. So he knows I'm not going to go out of my way to just randomly read the book. For sure. Like, and also I wasn't the most Christian. I wasn't always reading the Bible, but I had already at that point read the Bible multiple times. Yeah. And so he hands me the Book of Mormon and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a read. And he tells me I'm going to actually be going on a mission at some point. Like, I want you to actually know why I'm leaving and doing the mission. So, I need you to read the following books. Yeah. And I only read, I he told me you can read about these five books, if I remember correctly. Alma, Moroni, and the first two Nephites, and uh, I think the book after Nephi 2. I can't remember. Okay, cool. And so, but I decided, eh, I'm already reading like five of these. I might as well read the whole thing. Yeah. So, I read the whole thing. And How,
0: I, yeah, after he gives it to you, you just? Decided to read the whole thing. I just
1: decided to read the whole thing. Okay, cool. And I come with him with a bunch of questions. Yeah. About the LDS faith. Uh, Things like rumors that I know of. Yeah. Or things like uh, traditions that the LDS church does. History, too. History as well like conspiracy theories. Yeah, I went, I went <laughs> because I knew my own conspiracy theories. I, I, I had gone and be, went and did the target. The reason why I wasn't that active in the church was because I came to the conclusion, I don't like the Pope. I don't like the way that they treat people who are to study the church. Yeah, I don't like the that the faith is like, you can only be Catholic. And if you're Catholic, you're saved. That's not how it works. Yeah. Yep. And it had me like, okay, great. That's not how I want it to be. That's really what the Catholic church really kind of is supposed to be. Yeah but it doesn't behave like that because they're because they're trying to be more open to everybody else. It's a, Catholic means universal and so that's yeah. what they're trying to do. And so I was like, okay, I don't agree that the pope should be Christ on earth until Christ comes here. Yeah. And I don't agree that when you die and you never knew Christ, you just can't be saved. Yeah. Like there were these small things that just had me like, okay, I can't agree with any of this, which had me like, okay, I'm going to go forward and uh try to learn more about the LDS faith I learned like he told me like what one of the biggest questions was like what about the Trinity uh, like do you guys have that it was like it was like actually it's exactly the same thing and then he went to explain me how it was and then he explained me how the theology of the of the Catholic faith is unknown to most people because he explained it to me and then I went through the own doc my own doctrine again and then I was like oh It's actually completely different than I thought. Okay. Most Catholics are going to tell you when they argue that it's one person, three personalities, when the correct definition would be more like it's one being, three persons. Okay. So, like, we are human beings, right? Yeah. But you are Jackson, the person. I am Emmanuel, the person. Yeah. And so, God is, like, God is the being, yeah. But the person is Jesus Christ, the person is the Father, the person is the Holy Ghost. And that's interesting. Okay. And that's how like he defined it to me. And he's like, okay, there it the Trinity is there. We just don't call it the Trinity. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's actually the same thing. And I went through and like, wow, there are so many other things. Like the endowment session, like one of the biggest rumors that I that, that I got over with right away is that apparently the roots were messianic, which were sa- satanic which is completely false, which yeah. is they're Masonic. which actually go all, which, well, yes, they have satanic things in there. That's only because it's messed up with everything else that actually comes from the Temple of Solomon.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I
1: was yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. then I did a little more research and then I found out like how the how the endowment session is done, which is like, there's th- like three steps, I think. Yeah. And then there's a veil at the end, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. Then all of these steps yeah, I can see that being done in Tem- Temple of Solomon where they had the Ark of the Covenant and yeah. the veil. Like, okay, that completely makes sense. Yep. There's nothing wrong with this. Yep. And so, like, okay, cool. Like, as far as like, and and like, there were many things. Uh, well, so while while you're reading the Book of Mormon, like, and
0: before you came to him with all these questions, like, did you ever hit to the point of the very end where Moroni's like, pray about these things and ask God if they're if they are not true, like? did you take that challenge? And then two, how did you feel reading
1: the book? Like, did you feel anything or was it more just like information? Like I felt like when I was reading, I felt like it was information. I felt like it was another book for me to grab knowledge from. Like, do you know the, how the book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible? Yeah. A long time ago. Mm -hmm. So like I took it like a bit like the book of Enoch because I read the book of Enoch and like, there's some really crazy stuff in it, yeah, that actually explains some things, and then there's other stuff that's completely out of whack, but like, so you,
0: you did you almost think like maybe this could be another book of scripture that it was either
1: taken yes. out or yes, I, I was thinking more like, this is another book of scripture that should be part of the Bible Wow and while okay. reading, it, I was like, you know what this the book is actually serving its purpose with me The, the book is supposed to be peopled to a restoration of Christianity, yeah, and I wasn't and I, while Christian. Because I'm not going to consider myself Catholic, and I never did, because I disliked myself with multiple views of the Catholic
0: Yeah, Church. once you started learning about it deeply, you're
1: like, yeah, like I don't want to be Catholic. Yeah, I'm not Catholic. I'm more Christian than I am anything. Yeah, okay. And so, that led me to like, okay, the book is serving its purpose. And then I went to read the book again, and I even annotated it, and then I read it again.
0: The then, Book of Mormon you're talking about this time. Yes. Okay.
1: And I annotated it, went through my, my thoughts, and then I did it again. Yeah. And then the third time I read it again. And no annotations. Yeah. And then Zach is like, "Okay, cool." And I ended up bringing the idea, like, maybe I might want to get baptized. And Zach is like, "Oh, interesting." And like, uh, if if you plan to do that, come to church with me, and we'll introduce you to. That way, yeah. you actually don't make that step yet, unless you actually know and want to. Yeah. I- wait. What? What? Wait. First, real quick. What
0: made you all of a sudden be like? Maybe I want to be baptized. Just because reading over and over, you're like,
1: wow. Like, No, because I was still having those dreams. Yeah. And I felt like in a way I could use the baptism, even though I already believe that I was baptized, right? Yeah. I wanted to use another cleansing. Yeah. To get rid of my new conflicting, if you will, personality. That was also my old personality. Okay. Know, wow. Was constantly fighting gotcha. me. And, and funnily enough, as soon as I get baptized, all those dreams are gone and I can't lose the dream anymore what yo that okay keep going that's crazy yeah what yeah <laughs> zach ended up being surprised about it too like wait you can't lucid dream anymore what? like i can dream very rarely but i can't lucid dream
0: oh and my gosh this is
1: all happening within the span of three months okay. the first thing that happened before any of this did is that i ended up having a dream where i was the roman who ended up uh, stabbing christ in the side when he was crucified that's what had me. That's what had me pausing, and I was like, "What?
0: Wait, before you baptized?
1: Yeah, two weeks after Zach gives me the Book of Mormon.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Wait, what did you did you relate that to the Book of Mormon at all? What did you think? Like, you're like, I what is going it, on? I think I did not relate the Book of Mormon to it. I related it. There's no way that this is a coincidence that Zach gives me the Book of Mormon. Yeah. After I have one of the most vivid Christian dreams I've ever had golly and i and when i stab christ i the blood and the water gushes out on me before i wake up and i'm in tears this is when i'm starting to like okay i want to actually let go of this i want to stop
3: yeah
0: oh my gosh
1: and so I make all of these moves. I've, I, And then before I even meet the missionaries, I read Doctrine and Covenants. And I read the Pearl of Great Price because I want to go through. The whole through thing? The whole thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Like golden investigator, like literally the perfect investigator. <laughs> I went in and looked at every conspiracy theory yeah. and went to prove it wrong or prove it right. And to actually try to make sure that I understood what the church was about. That's because amazing. I did the same thing with my with the Catholic faith. Yeah. I did not want to be Catholic because why, I don't want to be part of the church that did indulgences. I don't want to be part yeah. of, the, of the church that tried to reunify through crusades. I yeah. don't want to be part of the church that says you can't go to God if you're not baptized in the Catholic church. Yeah. That's what I don't like. And so I was like, no, the LDS, the church is doing something right. Yeah, And so that's where I said, okay, you know what? I want to be baptized. This might be my wake up help. This might be how I can clean myself permanently. Yeah. And so I, that's how I ended up taking it. And so after I read all of that, like, okay, no, this makes sense. Even with the, you know, the idea is that maybe Joseph Smith was inspired rather than a direct translation of the scrolls. Right. Even yeah. if it's that, it feels so biblical. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this, feel, this doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. Right. Like, like, even if it's not what was actually written on the scrolls, it feels right. Like
0: you can't deny how you feel when reading it. Yeah. Like even if, yeah, I
1: totally get that. Okay, yeah. cool. And it makes total sense. I'm like, okay, no, oh. it explains a ton of things. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm still occasionally committing sin, Yeah, but I'm slowly falling away from it very, very rapidly. And so just before- As you're reading the Book of Mormon. Yes. And then as I finish all the Book of Mormon for my third time, read Doctor. and Converse, great price- I decide to go over and read the Bible again. And I read the whole thing over. What? And so I decided like, no, this actually goes in conjunction so well. And it just has me like, like, okay, there's there's a reason why this is happening now. Why of all times, just all of a sudden now? Yeah. And I've always had, the, like on my personal opinion, I don't know if this will ever happen, but maybe, maybe not. We're, you know, like we don't know how God works, right? Yeah. For some reason, I've always had this intense urge to read revelation and understand it more okay because i can't help but feel the feeling that for some reason i'll be a witness for some reason like you're,
0: so. you're, you feel called to like further study
1: like and pray about revelations and yeah. like and, re- and mainly the book of revelation yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the things is i have a little scar here i don't know if you'll be able to see it but i have a scar okay where okay. I ended up in, in getting in a car crash about a year and a half, while Joseph is gone, while Zach is is helping me. Yeah. Well, actually, before Zach helps me, where I get in a car crash because I'm having suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And I decided, like, I don't mind if it just all ends right here. And I get in a car crash that flips the car.
0: This is you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no way.
1: I go in a coma and into a coma for two months.
0: You're in a coma for two months?
1: And this time, the same thing about, like, Moses with a fiery? Yeah. But this time I see almost like a tree-like structure or I see a path to something bigger. And from the other side, I hear, you're going to be fine. I will see you soon. Before I wake up from my coma. What? And so that had me like, okay, what the heck was that? Like, I had no idea what to make of it. Yeah. And so, and and from what I understand, I was even lucky to wake up from that at all. Yeah. And so, like, okay, why why does this happen to happen? Why does this need to happen now? And yeah, go ahead.
2: Question. Yeah. You've had all these, prolific, visions, dreams, whatever you would call them. Do you feel that? Do you feel that it was? You know, through this journey that you were going through, do you feel that God was kind of pushing you towards it? Like he, it was to the point where he knew that you were stubborn.
3: Yeah,
2: that you know, you're you're kind of like in a stubborn way. You're like, you know, I need all this knowledge, all this knowledge. And he was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to try and get to you. The only way that I think I can get to you. That's- and what? And what turned? And what actually turned from all these prolific dreams exactly? I want to know exactly when did it actually turn you decided, okay, I'm making my moves. Or I'm or going to.
0: Or it could have been gradual
1: too from like loads of
0: gradual. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was
2: yeah, well, It was gradual after
1: the car crash. Okay. It was gradual after the car crash and it was immediate after the dream where I am the Roman who stabs Christ.
0: And you woke up and you're like, I need to change. Like, it, yeah. After that dream,
1: totally crap, bro. After that dream.
0: Who I did you like, call?
2: Who did you call after? I want to know who Nobody. you called after.
1: Nobody
0: you didn't knows.
2: call anybody? O- only. Zach. Did you reach out to the missionaries or did you reach out to Zach? Zach doesn't
1: know that I had this dream where I'm the one who... the Zach knows and so far is the only one besides Joseph who I recently told. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's These two are the only one who knows about my talk or at least about me hearing God. Yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, during was, your coma. Yeah. I'm going to say it was God because I heard multiple voices rather than just one. Yeah. I heard multiple broad, strong voices instead of just one voice. I don't think it was Jesus, I don't think it was the Holy Spirit, I don't think it was the Father, I think it was God who ended up hearing. Yeah. And so I know no only these two guys know and my immediate family. Wow. And the and nobody knows, except my dad, about the dream where I'm the one who ends up stabbing Christ during his crucifixion to make sure he's dead. Have you have you thought about that dream at all? Thinking it's like symbolic in any way or like constantly because I because I think what he was trying to tell me is that you're currently constantly stabbing into me because you haven't accepted me. Even though you confirm, even though you're doing this, even though you've been baptized, you are stubborn and can't see that. Because even though you already baptized as a baby, you can't take that as your salvation. You're gonna need something super super hardcore to get you to see. That you can't, that you are saved, and even if it takes. And this is where it went off. Like I think I need to get baptized because that's the only way I can see my stubborn other self or my stubborn self completely yeah. get disassociated and allow me to actually see myself that I was already saved and that I need to move forward and, and that no matter what <laughs> sins, big or small, that I commit from here on afterward, will never be attached to me because I'm no longer stabbing Christ. I I think the metaphor was like you're con, you're you're, the, you're throwing the spear at me because you just can't see that you don't have the spear on you anymore. Yeah, that's the the symbolism that I saw. Like, let go of it. You you're not doing that, even though you are the one shoving the sin. The sin is no longer there because you were already forgiven. You're being too stubborn to see that, and that's what I think it was. And it had me like, okay, all of a sudden I just want to get baptized. And I'm like, I think if I get baptized mentally, I will actually be able to handle this. Yeah. And spiritually. And so, lo and behold, after I get baptized, I no longer have the dreams. I no longer feel guilty. I now own up to it like I know I did it, but Christ took it. Yeah. Because I learned from it and I turned the other cheek. And I know how to do better now. And I and now a lot I, I, I beforehand I was saying, I God, I wish I could take your sin, I could take the sins that i um, that I'm doing. When he was constantly like, like, no, 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 if you do, you die.
3: And yeah, yeah, like,
1: literally. Yeah, so it was more of a thing like, you need to wake up, you need to stop thinking that you can take your sins because only I can. And so that's how I ended up going to a wake-up. I was like, okay, I can I can move forward, I can do this. Yeah. Like, because I'm not alone. I am not taking my sins anymore. I'm taking responsibility and letting Christ take my sins. And I'm going to help him uh, take those sins for me. Yo,
0: I'll be honest. Like, I feel the spirit so strong. Like, like, I can't even explain. Like, I, I feel the spirit so strong of you telling this past little part of like, just... I don't even know. I can't even like talk. It's like crazy. (laughs) Like I'm like tripping out right now. Like I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like people are listening. I don't even know what to say, but man, like your, your story is so intricate and so many things led you to do certain things. And there, it's not even possible that it's a coincidence. Any of this, you (laughs) know what I mean? Like it's not possible whatsoever. And like, Especially when you were eventually led here, you were baptized, and those dreams stopped and you were able to, you, you can't lose dream anymore. Like, okay, tell us about your baptism day. How was that? Was that special?
1: It was special. I wasn't able to wear anything special. I I was able to wear the normal student tie. I wish I yeah. would have been able to wear a three-piece suit, but then I can't sneak that out of the house Okay. because yeah, my yeah. parents at that point did not know I was getting baptized.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Because they were being stubborn. I, I, the whole conversion, uh, <laughs> ironic priesthood, wasn't uh, all behind their backs.
2: Oh my! Wait, wait. so I mommy, mean, wait, mommy and daddy did not know anything.
1: They still don't know,
2: right? Only, only my mom. Wait, they my, don't.
1: My mom and my brother know that I'm baptized and I'm going to oh, Elia's Village.
0: church. Oh, yes. really? Okay, okay, okay.
1: My dad does know nothing.
2: Okay.
0: How do your daddy
2: doesn't know? How does
0: your siblings and mom feel about it? Have they talked to you? Have they had? They
1: said that they completely agree with how I'm growing because they my my brother doesn't care. My mom is like, as long as you're getting close to Christ, that's all I care about. She's like, I already accepted Christ, so I'm fine with it. If this is your way of actually moving forward you can go ahead and do it because it seems like you're doing the right thing and you've improved your, be- you, and you're improving
0: have they seen that in you they're like dang he's changing
1: like we're seeing it right in front of our eyes my mother ended up coming to me a while ago for some stresses that i don't believe she should have come to me for it should have been my father yeah but there are reasons i'm guessing why she didn't go to my father for yeah. this where i ended up getting feelings that like a hey, mom maybe you or, like i was telling her like all of a sudden I got this itching feeling like I should tell you, I'm proud of you, mom. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Myrna. I call her by her first name too. You just need to walk along with me a little bit more. I just kind of felt urged to say that. Yeah. And then she's like, what What? What are you talking about? I was like, I don't think that was me talking. I think there's somebody that you need to talk to. And, like, I, and then I ended, up to her, I ended up hearing a voice kind of. Yeah. That sounded like my great-grandmother from her side. Who I f who was saying I love you. Yeah. Very, very faintly I was like, I love you. I ended up telling her. I think this is your grandmother mom telling me this. And that I think you need to get a little closer to a certain somebody. Like I think while I can give you advice. I think the person you need to go to is him. Your Your Dad. No. Oh God, okay. God, okay. God. God. Not, not 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 my dad, because he's always I get the stubbornness from him. Yeah, okay. And so I say that to her, and I can hear her crying from the other side of the phone the moment i the moment she she does that all of that, the moment I tell her that it is when i when I'm like get out of the shower and I see her that she's in the shower that I can hear that she's listening to some sort of gospel music, yeah or Christian music. I see that she's being more Christian, she's being more patient, yeah, she's being more forgiving. And then she see, and then she's listening to me a lot more. She's actually understanding where I come from a lot more, yeah and this is when she gets the courage to ask me, "Are you even actually going to the gym with your buddies when you go like <laughs> like I'm actually baptized and and I tell her like I had the urge to actually then tell her, yeah, and I was like, and then she was reaction like i can and you okay, like this just confirms like I'm fine with it
0: wow that's that's yeah. crazy
1: it all it, man, it works.
0: It all works out. Like God's timing is so perfect. And like he was preparing your mom to be able to accept it. You know what I mean? And be like, this is what is making him better. Yeah. Instead of holding a, being, being prideful and saying, well, even though it's making you better, we're Catholic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's so cool of her to be able to, like you said, you saw her being more Christ-like and that's what Christ would do. That's like, wow. Look, he
1: doesn't care about dominations, mm-hmm. denominations. He cares about you accepting him. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I'm in the LDS DNA nomination is after doing tons of research, probably the most Christian out of every every single church, the most biblically accurate church. Mm-hmm. So, Right? It's the exact same way the
0: Savior set it up. Yeah. But no other church has the same way it's set up.
1: Yeah. They have tits and beats and pieces. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? They don't have the full picture. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have the full picture, they can be like the Catholic church that completely rejects it. That mm-hmm. that they're like, no, we are the right and we're not going to change our view.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. So then how did you feel being, so for those who don't know, in our church, baptism is, um, it represents the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so when we go into the water, we spiritually die and we spiritually resurrect when we come out and all of our sins are washed away. And then every Sunday we partake of the sacrament, which is partaking of um, symbolically his blood and his flesh, right? So that our sins can be washed away again. So how was your baptism? How'd that feel going in the water and out and then also being confirmed with all the people around you? Like how how was that?
1: The water felt cool and and humid. It yeah. felt really, It felt really cool. When I got in the water, something really interesting happened. Sort of like this blackness came on the water. I'm joking. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, another crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I should. Uh, I saw this recent little thing that just had me like, oh, maybe I should make a joke like this.
3: No, no, where uh, it
1: had um, like, like, oh, maybe the like that. I baptized somebody. It showed a video like I should take this, and it shows a bath bomb that's black. Oh, and I was like and I, and I was watching this on Instagram, like, oh, that is so bad. Oh my! Th- this is after I'm baptized
2: too. But imagine just, I
0: mean, if someone did that. a like hit a black bath bomb in their suit, like oh my oh, god. I wanna be
2: honest. That would be that would be it's not good, but it would be hilarious. Yeah. It like would, I'm not gonna lie. I would be so humorous.
0: I don't yeah. even know what they would do to the convert after that. Like what like what would they even say to you? They'd be like, uh, like, why'd you do that? Like like would they continue I, with the uh, let's like that's say, crazy. Let's say that
1: they don't even think it was a bath bomb. It would be just ridiculous wherever it would happen.
2: Yeah, like, this would that's go around true.
1: spread if if they did it, if they actually didn't you know come out of like oh it was just a bath bomb if they, it's a bath bomb <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll just stop the whole thing right
2: yeah well it's like maybe for that person it could represent symbolic like it could be a symbol yeah. it's like well I just want to represent that all my sins are washing away yeah. hey I didn't think you about get, it that way yeah like I like, was
0: thinking about like, it as like evilness like like when you get baptized it's all black <laughs> like
2: I was just thinking about. What would what would I say if I did not yeah. and I'd be like, oh, all my sins washing away. I'm yeah. I'm sure
0: that like if it happened, and the people outside are watching. We're like, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm sure the dude baptizing was in the water with the person like, Oh, it smells really good. It's probably a bath bomb. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of course, like this smells really yummy. I dude. love lavender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> imagine the liquor. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. go, ahead, yeah. go ahead.
1: Anyways, uh, moving on, uh, like it felt cool. It felt humid and it felt, and I felt very clean. Mm-hmm. I felt like I actually let go of a part of me that I didn't want off of me. And, when I got up into beating 2 so Zach, my best friend, is the one who baptized me. Oh, awesome. And then cool. Joseph, my other best friend, is the one who then gave me the confirmation.
0: No way. That's awesome.
1: So, Joseph gives me the confirmation and I felt really, really hot. And almost like there was this little gush of wind inside of the place. Wind? Mm-hmm. Oh. Very, very little wind inside yeah. of the room. But I felt really, really hot to the point that I was starting to sweat a little bit.
0: Like when all the people were surrounding you? With... Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
1: And I felt after that, I felt almost empowered to try to do better. I felt really, really good. Wow. That's how those two went.
0: Dang, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a very common thing for those who convert to our church. When they're baptized, they always say, like, I felt cleaner than I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, normal than getting out of a shower. Nor- it's just special. Like, there's yeah. something about it where you feel lighter, you feel taller, you feel cleaner. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I often hear, it's cool because when I interview so many people and they have so many similar experiences, no matter what life they came from, at the end of the day, when they join the church, they all are like, have very similar experiences of how they know it to be true. Yeah. And it's really special actually to, to hear all these things. So from, before I get into some notes I have down, cause I have so many questions about the whole story,
2: but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too, mate. have like, we've we've got a mountain of questions for you. Really. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All, good. All good. But um, before we do that, how has been?
1: How long ago were you baptized? First, July thirtieth. So July thirty first, and then August, and then half of September. Okay, two and a half months. Yeah, two and a half months. Okay,
0: so wow, I got home two and a half months ago for my missions. Like right when I got home. Okay, so from that point until now, how has it been?
1: Everything's been so much easier. For example, I was having a hard time with a scholarship because I ended up, my grades ended up taking a tipping point. And I was able to get my scholarship back just for this next semester. And if this next two semesters, and if I do good, I, I'm allowed to keep it for another year. Yeah. And then I was re- randomly given a different scholarship. I was like, okay, this scholarship's not enough. I'm gonna have to pay either either I get this God or I'm not gonna be able to go to school anymore. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to wait an entire year and save up money and then go to school. Yeah. All of a sudden, another scholarship drops out of thin air that I didn't even sign up for.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and this was only a week after I ended up making that prior too. Dang. I had me like, um, okay, cool. Yeah. And after that, it's been a lot lighter. It's been like I constantly have God in my mind, to one way or another. Yeah. When we're talking, I, whenever I make a wrong choice, it, I always feel like I have to apologize, and then I have to say thank you. I always have to. I I always feel as though like okay, I have to in anything that I do, good or bad, I have to realize how God is a part of this. Yeah. Because He's always listening. And so I constantly am trying to bring credit to him, to whatever I do. I'm constantly trying to like, okay, none of this goes to, none none of the good that I'm doing should be falling on me. It should just go straight to Christ. Wow. Christ is who is actually, he's working through me. Uh, I'm not working on my own to bring praise to myself or to him. It is him through me.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So like just since then you've been a better person like you want to be like are you desiring it more i'm, I'm assuming
1: desirement. yeah it is crazy anything that i do now i've come to realize that it's just as st- extra credit after salvation because I'm not work it's not works anymore that do and get me to heaven to get me to Christ he's already taken me in anything that I do is just extra credit I, what I really want to do honestly is a mission yeah but not a regular mission I I want to be able to go and spread it to people who don't know about him yeah because I want to be able to bring people to know him the way that I do because oh my. it's the because I want because I know the people who already have him are just working and probably are just in the wrong denomination yeah but it's the people who don't know that that I want them to know because even though they will have mercy on the day of judgment when they don't know, I feel like God would be jumping a lot more for joy for them than he would even be for me. I came back from sin. He was like, thank you for coming back from sin. But I would imagine that he's probably as a great father, like you brought me my son who never knew me. I would imagine that he's gonna be a lot more happier for somebody like that. He's gonna yeah. be eternally happy for everybody. But I can imagine like,
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. Those who just never knew him and have the opportunity to have him and accept for sure. Well, so one thing that just came into my mind is you were telling me a little bit about your patriarchal blessing earlier and you were saying that you felt you wanted to serve a mission and share it to those who don't have the gospel. Like think about all the countries in the world that have never even heard of Jesus Christ or know nothing about him. Right. Yeah, And like. You could be going to a
1: lot of those people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my patriarchal set is saying that I'm going to be going to many places around the world, to many regions of the world, not just one, which has me flabbergasted. Like, okay, that's not a regular mission.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, well, I have some
0: questions now. Yeah. Uh, I've been writing down some things. These, <laughs> this, I'm going to go backwards to forward. So. It relates to the most recent because if I go the right from the very beginning, it'll be like restarting thinking about things. So, yeah. first, I was thinking about the power of the Book of Mormon and about how when you were reading it every day, somehow you started to get better at at sinning and you started to stop wanting you you wanted to stop sinning. Yeah, and you just felt better. And like I'm telling you, this isn't really a question. This is more of just something I wanted to bring up. Like it's so true. All the all the prophets promise us that if we read the book of Mormon every day and study it and prayerfully try to apply what's in it into our lives, like we will be doing better and we will improve and we'll want to be better. Right. Yeah. And it's so special to me because the book of Mormon is the only book on earth that is or the most true book on earth. Cause it's never been changed. Right. Yeah. The thousands of translations of the Bible, the um, things that have been taken out. Right. It's like, that's that's why the Book of Mormon is so powerful because it's the closest thing we can get to the truest teachings of Christ of Christ, right? Yeah. And so that's it's so powerful. But besides that point, I wanted to also talk to you about one thing I've noticed in like all conversion stories yeah. is right before they're about to make a huge decision to come to the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, every time. Satan will do everything he can to stop you. Like yes. in every single conversion story I've heard of, like there's always like something that happens where they're like, oh, like I decided to be baptized. Then the next day everything started going wrong. And like my friend asked me if they wanted to go party and drinking with me and they hadn't asked me for like years. And all of a sudden, soon as I want to be baptized, they're like trying to get me to sin again. Like yeah. Saint that. And you talked about how like soon as you like had, your friend gave you the Book of Mormon, there was just like insane dream of you stabbing Jesus, right? Yeah. And like, there's always these big experiences that I think Satan will do anything he can to try to stop you from doing, probably the most important decision of your entire life, which is be a part of Jesus Christ Church
1: on earth. Yeah. So did you feel that at all, that Satan was working on yes. you at all before your baptism? I feel like the main thing that he was trying to do was to make me feel as though I didn't have salvation and that I couldn't be saved. And I feel as though I was taking a little bit more closely that I wasn't saved, but I feel like me doing the baptism, I don't think I really needed it now, but I feel as though that helped me overcome that doubt that I had at that time Mm -hmm. and helped me realize, no, I already had it, I can do this. I'm gonna choose the LDS. And now at that point it was, I'm gonna get baptized into the LDS church, so I can f- be part of the best denomination of Christianity that there is. To be as Christian as I can be, yeah. and that's how I started to feel more. After like, okay, that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from this. Like, it I I I know what I'm doing now. And I think with Satan was trying to make me feel as though you, you can't be saved. Like mm-hmm. you've done too many mistakes. That's what he was trying to do. And I'm like, no, 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 it's never too late. Yeah. Another thing too is we're converting every day,
0: right? We're trying, we don't have to, we can't just rely on one experience every day. We have to choose Jesus, right? Yeah. And just from like hearing what you're saying, and it's okay if you don't have a testimony yet of these, of some things, but do you believe yet there's two options that this is the most correct church or do you believe this is the church that has the authority of God and like, for example, President Nelson is an actual prophet, like, Which which of those two are you more leaning on right now?
1: I think I'm le- I'm I'm at the veil. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting right there. I think while we'll ultimately decide that will be how my endowment goes. Mm. I feel like that's when either my endowment or my or my Melchizedek priesthood. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very much on the edge that I will just say this is the right church, and there are times when I'm talking. With other people that I do feel like, oh, I feel like though I have to say here, this is the correct church. Yeah. This is the right church. And there are other times that I do feel differently and I say this is the most correct church. This is the most correct, okay. switching back and forth between both of them. Mm -hmm. For example, I am going to say for sure the Book of Mormon is true. Mm. I am going to say for sure that this church has the authority of the keys of the kingdom, unlike the Catholic church. I'm still trying to. uh, I'm still hopping between if this is the most Christian or Mm. this is the Christian. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's
0: that's really. I mean, I like how honest you are. That's really cool. And I think I'll say one thing, and then you go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think one thing that I would recommend for you is one for sure endowment going in the temple. Like that's a really good way for you to. Have a lot of revelation come. It's the Lord's house. It's the closest we can get to Heavenly Father on Earth, right? Yeah. But two, like, as you, there's conference coming up, right? General Conference, yes. where we listen to our prophets and apostles. Like, yeah. Go into it with asking Heavenly Father if these guys are His prophets and apostles. Like, yeah. I remember when I did that the first time, and I really wasn't expecting anything. And I remember the first, like, I I heard all the talks, all the apostles and other people who had talked. I thought. These are all great messages. Like, you know, I liked them. They're normal stuff I like. They're about our church, right? Yeah. President Nelson stood up and he started talking and it answered my question literally perfectly. And I had felt the spirit so strong. It just like hit me. And I was not expecting it when he came up that he was a prophet of God. And it like, I was like, oh my gosh, this talk is just so different than all the other talks. I, I, I know he's a prophet of God. And yeah. I would just go into it. And at, yeah, ask Heavenly Father if if they are prophets and apostles, and like having faith, I promise you'll receive an answer. It it was crazy for me, like yeah. Um, but go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna say, Shinobu?
2: It's um, it's actually really. I, I'm loving your honesty. I'm loving how you know you're just like yeah. I, I know the Book of Mormon is true. I'm on the verge of is this the most correct church? Is this the right church? But actually, going off what uh, Jackson said is so I'm gonna actually um i am for those people i am a member yeah um been i uh, got back ties later on um in my early teens uh kind of went off the board finally kind of um over the years slowly coming back i have never got my patriarchal blessing not yet yeah i have never got my endowments but i one I don't really have a lot of time <laughs> so in my work. Yeah. Time for me is really hard. Um, but it's sometimes I feel that sometimes I'm demanding. I want to know if this is true. You know, we, we like to demand. We like to, cause we want, we want to know the truth. You know, it's, it's not our fault. Yeah. We want to, but sometimes I go by the spirit, you know, and for me, I know that the church is true. You know, I know that gospel's true. Sometimes some, the sometimes the gospel that comes out of certain people's mouths in my you know at the church, uh eh, I might have different opinions. Yeah. The, the the words are right, but whoever's speaking it sometimes just taints it with their with their filthy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, apart from that though, um faith, I you know, I love your I love your passion. You're out there to get knowledge, you're out there wanting to share um the word but I actually would like to understand your faith. What is your faith? What is your hope? You know? Where what do you compare your faith to? Where does your faith drive from? Because especially when faith is tested, when it's tested, how do you respond?
1: I go back to when I was in my accent and I was told I'm gonna be fine. I I put aside the other statement because I don't know what that's going to mean. But that first statement of I'm going to be fine, that you're going to be okay, that's the one that has me no matter what I do, no matter how far I fall, no matter if anything tempts me, no matter what touches me. My faith is that I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to go see him. I'm going to embrace him. And I'm going to be able to be with (sighs) him. I'm going to be able to fulfill my dreams of being with him. I'm going to be able to be... I'm going to be able to enjoy paradise. That's where my faith comes from because he says, I'm going to be fine. He only needs to say it once and that's enough for me.
2: I I love that. I I find that so powerful. I find that so powerful because the Lord himself has said, you'll be all right. You're going to be fine. And we forget that. We forget how powerful our Lord is. We forget how powerful he is. You know, yeah, the world is tempting, the word is has influence on us but i'm gonna be fine you also you're gonna be fine that is that for me that that like i it really hit me hard like i was like i like that because you're it's a reassurance like okay i'm gonna get through this and it's what you and it's what we tell ourselves every day you know through work study something really bad happens ah you gotta tell yourself i'm gonna be fine exactly the same thing that the lord says you know oh man Oh, I like that. Thank you for sharing that part. Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate course.
3: that. Yeah.
0: There's okay. so much I have. Like this is a long episode, but it's because this is so crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's intense. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll try to make it quick. Okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry.
1: No problem. I might drag on too. Don't worry.
0: Okay, okay. We'll we'll do our best. But so one thing going off of what Cinnamon said and what you guys have just been talking about like i think that when when the apostles finally had the mentality you have where i i heard it once by heavenly father or by by god right i heard it once by him and that's all enough because he can do everything and i think the apostles didn't realize how powerful jesus christ was until that one time on the ship where he's asleep and they're experienced fishermen and they're still and they they get scared of a storm cuz it's that bad right and usually experienced fishermen aren't scared of a storm, right? It's like, right. and they wake up Jesus Christ and they're like, Master, do you not care that we're about to die? Like, do you not care that we're literally perishing? And he's like, you guys have no faith. Boom, stop the weather, right? And he, he stopped it. And they were like, who is this that even the elements can can obey his command? Yeah, And they're like, wow, we actually have the Son of God with, with us, us in the boat. And I think from that point on, well, no, they actually still made a lot of mistakes, but... I think for a moment a lot of them had the realization that you've had of like I know who I'm working with yeah and I think you did right when you were like I know I know I'm okay and I don't have to sit here and continue to worry even though God already gave me revelation saying I'll be okay why do I have to second second guess it you know what I mean I think Mm -hmm. that's so Mm -hmm. cool okay here okay well we're we're gonna try to go quick yeah yeah I'll try as well (laughs) there's there's some things in here that don't matter that much, but we'll go to the most important ones. So first I thought of lucid dreaming. It, it interests me so much that, um, it stopped. Well, you stopped being able to do it and you stopped having those scary dreams after you were baptized. Do you, do you think that lucid dreaming could be
1: a way the devil uses people or, or gets in, into people's brains or I think in my case, it was, because lucid dreaming allows you to fulfill your war, your best and worst fantasies. Now Gosh, you man. can be the way that I was and only use it to fight Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it left a back door to where it ended. Now, yeah. I'm guessing that there's probably people out there who use lucid dreaming to try to imagine things that they can't do otherwise. Yeah. Things that allowed them to be. Because I'm not gonna lie. Being in that dream and feeling like Doctor Strange and shifting reality yeah. made me feel so powerful in my dream. And that was fun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But at the same time, I shouldn't be holding that power, and especially not the way that I felt about it during the dream. During the dream, I felt powerful, like I could control anything. Yeah, I, I could wish people had existed. I could be like Darth Vader here, uh, Dragon Ball Cell over there, Yeah, go at it. I could command these things to happen. But then there were other things that had me like, like I, I wasn't using it to sin per se right yeah but what was i doing in that dream almost getting into i was almost acting like a god yeah yeah right right, yeah like that's not how i should be acting and i got pretty darn close even though it was just for playing video games or studying sometimes yeah but like i I feel like give
2: you a sense of false reality
1: it's a false reality That is not true. And as fun as it was, I appreciate that I had the experience to go through it and actually be able to do that because I can say that I can beat Cell in a fight. Yeah, who's Cell? Cell is from Dragon Ball. Oh, okay, from Dragon Ball. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Like I can say for sure I can go Super Saiyan. Yeah, (laughs) I know what it's like to be a Super Saiyan, but that's I shouldn't be holding that ability. I
0: think so. It's false reality. Yeah, Yeah. there. There's a quote by one of our twelve apostles from like. The 90s. Who was it? I forgot forgot his name. But basically what he says, he says, we're not put on earth to be entertained. We're here to become like our savior. Right. Mm -hmm. And so many people put entertainment as a priority as in their own lives of, of making sure they're always being entertained. Right. Yeah. And when you realize that true joy is not being entertained, like you can scroll for hours on TikTok. Yeah. And you get done and you're like. I'm not happy. I'm still depressed. Like I got yeah. entertained for three hours mindlessly, but yeah. I'm not, I don't have everlasting joy. And that's the thing is it's, I think it's a tool Satan uses to help us just, just distract our minds to get away. What's really get away from what's really important. I'm sure he uses lucid dreaming. A
2: false sense of comfort. Yeah. A yeah. False sense of comfort.
0: Yeah, it really is. And the true definition of joy is becoming like Jesus Christ being in the presence of the spirit. That's literally what it is. And, mm-hmm. That's, it just interests me so much that it stopped then, which makes me think even more how powerful accepting Jesus Christ is and what it can do. Like you didn't think that probably was going to happen, but yeah. that's, that's crazy. Okay. Next. So I want to ask a little bit some about some Catholic things yeah. just because it's fun to have an, like yeah, a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with an ex Catholic person. Right. So yeah. One, one thing I always thought was so interesting about the Catholic Church is, didn't they change their doctrine to where now LGBTQ
1: is accepted? Yes. That's the one that has me... Oh my gosh, yes. Revela- Re- Re- I don't remember what chapter in Revelation, but I, but it has me like, okay. It says, the white horseman mm-hmm. will be holding a bow in his hand. Now, everybody sees that like, oh, the way that Christ holds a sword and wears many crowns, Right. Like, okay, that's the Antichrist, right? Yeah. Here's an interesting thing. What is a Pope? The Pope is supposedly Christ on earth until Christ comes. Mm-hmm. Take away Christ. Take away religion. What really is the Pope in that case? He's a totalitarian figure. Yeah. Maybe a puppet, yes, but a totalitarian figure in an Antichrist body. Yeah. He's a, he, It's an Antichrist position. Now, what's another way that the word bow is used in the Bible? And so... And so Noah placed the boat on to land, and God said, I'm never gonna flood the earth again and placed a bow in the sky. The Antichrist is holding a bow in his hand. Maybe it's not a literal bow.
0: Like a bow, like a bow and arrow? It's not
1: a bow and arrow. The only other way that it would, that the word bow was used was in Noah to describe the rainbow. The Antichrist will be holding the bow in his hand. The Antichrist will be holding oh. the rainbow in his hand. Yeah. Could it be alluding to potentially holding what currently the rainbow is representing in our society? Mm. I can't say these things for sure. However...
0: That's very interesting, for sure.
1: The fact that the Catholic Church is going to try to be universal, if you're really going to be universal, you're going to have to accept a lot of things.
2: You don't... Yeah,
1: Yeah, you have to accept a lot of bad
0: things. (laughs) The
2: truth doesn't bend for anything. Yeah, exactly. And so
0: okay i just that's very interesting to me because on my mission when i would confront catholic people i would i would say like they would be like i'm catholic i'm gonna die catholic i was born catholic no changing like no and i i I would i said well can i ask you some questions that i'm interested in learning about your faith and they said yes i'd say like i showed them in the bible how god is the same today tomorrow and forever or however it goes right and then i would talk to them about how like god's doctrine never changes like it's not that, like, one day God decides, like, oh, murder is okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I asked him, I was like, did you know the Catholic Church is now accepting LGBTQ? Like, how do you feel about that? And like, oh, we don't accept that. Like, if that's what they're doing, we don't accept that. I'm like, that but you're still going to stay Catholic? And they're like, yeah, I was born Catholic. I'm going to die Catholic. I was like, but you don't agree with it.
1: Like I think that what they're going to go with, what they should change the terminology to, yeah. is that they are Christian and they're going to die Christian. Their denomination is no longer Catholic. Because I, while being Catholic, I never considered myself... Like, you give them the benefit of the doubt, fine. But in your mind, you have to accept, to them, Catholicism is Christianity. And in some way, they aren't right, but they also aren't wrong. Mm. There's
0: some truth, yeah. There's a little
1: bit of truth in that statement. But the only truth is very, very, very little. And they have to be very careful with that. Because them saying, I'm a Catholic, I'm going to die Catholic... It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You should be changing your wording then to Christian because you're not agreeing with your denomination. So
0: yeah, um, I, one thing I never understand, I never understand this. I still don't understand you. Maybe you can have perspectives on this YouTube, but I hear so many people say this, where they say, well, I don't believe there's a true church on earth. Like I don't believe there's one specific church that is Jesus Christ church and then I tell them like, I, "Do you think God doesn't love us enough to give us a blueprint to give us his gospel on Earth? Why did he do it when Jesus Christ came? Why did he do it in the Old Testament? He just stops after Jesus Christ's death? And every time they're just like, "Well, I believe, you know, like and they just give random answers that don't make sense, but they can never answer to me why God would just leave us in the dark?" Like
1: Because they think, because they think that God is letting Satan have his little rule. Until he can knock him off his little pedestal and tell him, "Yeah, ha, ha you thought." I think it's mostly that they're thinking of this. Of, I don't remember where in the Bible this is, but it says, uh, "I think in Revelation, no book after this."
0: Yeah, yeah, I, that, that's in Deuteronomy too. There's yeah. like many times where it's like, "Yeah, but it's just nothing added to this book, right?" Right. and like,
1: Great. It's talking about the book. Nothing should be added to Revelation. Let's say. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing is added to the Bible then. Even if we take the Book of Mormon uh, timeline, it was written before Revelation. So, Yeah,
0: yeah it, it, it's true. And I hear that's actually very cool that you said that, that they may believe that God is letting letting Satan have his little rule until Jesus comes again,
1: right? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that answer. It's because they think that we're living during the times of the Antichrist. However, I've done a lot of digging and a lot of uh, reading. The Antichrist, theoretically, this is my theory, theoretically, has a three-, nine, three And a half years ring before Christ actually gets here, simulating Christ's ministry on Earth of three and a half years.
0: That's very
1: interesting. And if he's going to do that, he's probably going. This Antichrist will probably be about thirty years old as well.
0: Oh my! Yeah. What? Okay. Gotcha. Okay.
2: So it's it's actually interesting that she talks about that. So I actually believe that most religions are truth has truth in it yes has sure. truth in it for sure. The, for sure but the only problem with it is people yes it's it's the na- it's the nature of man that taints everything and hey that's just that's just the nature of man like look a couple of years ago a couple of decades ago that you know colored people weren't allowed to be members yeah
0: or you have know? the priesthood right
2: yeah or have the priesthood but hey then they turned around there, and then you know and the guy came in is like this is a Dumb idea. Of course he can have. Of course yeah. anyone can have it. Yeah. You know, but then people take like, oh, but like they take this one mistake. Mm-hmm. But then it was corrected. Why? Because the Lord allowed it. Yes. Because, you know, like you look at um the Quran, you look at the Torah, you look at the Torah, yeah. um, you look at the um the Ethiopian Bible, which is one of the oldest scriptures uh ever yeah. written, you know, um before King James's Bible version. They all, you know, they're all based off the old Testament, but unlike us, they don't have the proper authority. You know, yes. they don't have the proper authority given the proper keys, the blueprints there, Correct. the blueprints there. But the thing about that blueprint is they're not executing it correctly. Yep, It's there. It's there. Yeah. But they're just not executing. They're not executing the manual correctly. Yep. So, you know, like, you know, I, I know that a lot of Christians like to dish, dish, dish on other Christians. So It's like, hey, as long as you're going out there, you know, you're, you're, you're giving your love, you're giving your mind to Christ as, you know, as the bros doing here, you know, th- there is no wrong. And the great thing, that's the great thing about our churches, in the afterlife, you have the option to accept him. Mm-hmm. you know? Yep. The atonement, that's what it's there for. You don't get there with any mm-hmm. other religions. Yep. Nope. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Because you're getting, you're getting kids overseas living in the boons of the jungle. Mm-hmm. They'd get no interaction. How are they going to get saved if they get no interactions? It's just not fair. Yep. Of course, there's going to be something on the other side. Yes. So, yeah, that's just, uh, yeah.
0: So All religion is correct, yeah. So, yes. I just want to go off, when you said they didn't have the authority, just think about every single denomination – Coming off of the Catholic Church, not one claim to have authority to do so, but because they didn't agree with the Catholic Church, yeah. and then those who didn't agree with Lutheranism didn't agree with them, and so they started their own thing. Then they started their own thing, and then right, and the only two people, two groups, are the Catholic Church claiming they have the authority, yep. and Joseph Smith who
1: claims he got received it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't, and the thing was, is Joseph Smith wasn't like I have the authority. It was. I had a vision. God said I was going to be this person. And I then later in my life was visited by Peter, James and John and they gave me the authority and I didn't even realize I needed authority to do this. Like Joseph Smith wasn't this person who was like, I don't agree. I'm going to go do my own thing. God was like, you were chosen just like all the other prophets in the Old Testament, New Testament. They were chosen by God. It wasn't this like, I know what's right. You know what I mean? Like every, every church leader you can think of expanding off the Catholic church said, I know what's right. 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 So it just it's crazy, okay we gotta we gotta get going last last little last little bit, okay you're you said you had that little first experience in Mexico with the guy with the priest would it be a priest, yes, priest giving you almost like a Catholic patriarchal blessing in a sense, yeah, right almost. compare if you can compare those two, how did it feel receiving a patriarchal blessing in our church compared to
1: that little first like prayer on you or or blessing on you both felt divine however one was a full-on divine revelation while one was a divine uh
0: like inspired almost like the dude was inspired to say certain things or
1: inspired but uh for example a full revelation to me feels like it's a lengthy (laughs) <laughs> it's a lengthy uh sort of revelation about yourself however like almost said,
0: directly from god like it, there's no like yeah, man words inside
1: it's like yeah and it feels like not that it has volume to it mm-hmm. his was a divine single small futuristic blessing okay i see. like okay his, he was only like maybe three sentences long yeah tell me like, i see something in you and he Blah 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 blah. Yeah, you're, you're gonna do great. You're gonna you're gonna follow. Your I name see. Name. Okay. Well, I I call this divine like a divine divine advice, divine gotcha. divine insight, divine insight. Okay. Versus the patriarchal blessing being a full and divine revelation.
0: And then also like, it's probably I'm assuming even crazier because it's like, who can come to you and give you a full divine long lengthy yeah. revelation from God like.
1: Not only that, it had things about my past that he shouldn't have known about except only one other person, that only two other people who knew this were in that room with me, and I'm willing to bet that they had nothing to do with talking with him. Mm -hmm. And 100%. Yeah.
0: My patriarchal blessing was one of the strongest spiritual experiences of my life. Like I had never told anyone, not even one person, some of the things the guy had mentioned in my patriarchal blessing. Not even my own family, and the only people who were there was my mom and my grandma and my brother. And those three, I had never told certain things. Yeah. And he had said things that I was like, "You just can't deny that. It's just not possible, right?" Yeah. Um. Some people say the these feelings that we get from the Book of Mormon, from patriarchal blessings, from all these experiences are from the devil and he's leading us away. And I, I just say what Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees, where he's like, "A house can't stand against itself. Satan cannot." Satan cannot use God's power. Satan can't use his power to bless others in a good way or else his house wouldn't stand,
1: right? It would fall. It would collapse. One that I like to use to, against my dad when he says, like, you, you, the LDS aren't the right church. Like, they're not even Christian. He even said at one point, I'm like, okay, great. What about when Jesus uh, told the apostles, like, hey, this guy is uh, calling people in your name. That was my, oh. Oh, that was people uh, calling, there, there's people using your name to bless things and whatnot. Like, should should we scold them? Should we want them? And then Jesus was like, well, why would we? They're not against us. They're, 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 for, using, us. they're yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. I
0: was like. Right? Yeah. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't understand why the Catholic Church relies on the Nicene Creed. That has never made sense to me because it was like 300 years after
1: the apostles died. And. I believe that it comes from the idea that uh, the Nicene Creed at some point or another was used maybe to like as a prayer in a way.
3: Oh. And it might
1: have like caused some sort of miracle. Because I know, uh, for example, I think during the Crusades or something like this, during a war of some point. Uh, yeah. Some period. I know that they were losing or they were in a very, very tough situation to the point that they tried to pray Hail Mary, Our, fa- uh, our Father. uh and and uh glory to God prayers. Okay. And they did it in a certain order that the rosary, which you probably have heard that the yep. Catholic Church has, yep. was born. So the idea is that they prayed so much these blessings and in a certain order that when they got the Hail Mary, all of a sudden they won. Okay. So like, oh, so I'm willing to bet you that's probably one of those oh. things that they want to reinforce their faith. Yeah. And it's somehow managed to get them out of a tough time or it's just made sense to have some sort of creed. Like, okay, you're going to be part of this church. Here's how we're part of it.
0: And so they think because maybe that miracle happened, this creed is from God. It's Yes. So I want to explain. A lot of people don't really know actually what the Nicene Creed is. And I, you can correct me on it if you want. But I'm, from my knowledge, what I've known is that 300 so years after the apostles died, priests and leaders of the church and those who were part of the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, gathered together and created this document basically defining God, defining who God is, right? And in many ways, there are so many words in this document that are not even cl- close to appearing in the Bible, right? And so there's like Trinity, for example. That's where the Trinity comes from, the Nicene Creed. And I never understand when I... But that this makes a lot more sense now that... They may re- rely on that because of this miracle that happened, because I never understood why they would rely on that rather than the the Bible more.
1: Yeah, I I, I think they rely. I think they. I think that's another thing that uh, the LDS Church and every other denomination probably gets wrong about the Catholic Church. They don't rely on the Nicene Creed as much as you think they do. Okay, I think they they do rely more on the Bible. Okay, at least the people who are actually good Christians in the Catholic Church do use the Bible more. But the ninth creed comes to hold the Catholic Church together to actually say like okay, we have. I think it was also during a turbulent time where there were so many denominations. This at the time I think the Eastern Orthodox was starting to about to appear, right? Okay, there were conflicting thoughts like okay. People were saying like, okay, what is God? Is God like this? Is God like that? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we shouldn't even be doing in the first place, right? Yeah. We should just leave it like, okay, let's stop arguing about this and just leave it as what the Bible said. Yeah. That's what should have happened. But instead you got people asking this and asking this and asking yep. this. I'm willing to bet you that was Satan's way of trying to divide the church more. For sure. And if anything, while yes, it divided the church, almost any Christian that you interact with is like, let's put aside. If 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 the Antichrist all of a sudden appears, I'm willing to bet you every Christian denomination will put aside their difference. Just to like get unite and probably stand against. Yeah, willing to bet you that almost every single for time. sure. Yeah, they'll. I'm willing to bet, and it's just more that they they at that time they probably wanted some something to say like, okay, w- w- there is multiple religions, there is multiple de- denominations. We need to come to a conclusion what we actually are. Yeah, and they use the Nicene Creed as that as well.
0: Okay, that's that's so insightful for me because i've always wondered about the nicene creed and it never made sense to me but i will say this doesn't the catholic church get its doctrine on the trinity from the nicene creed yes okay so in a sense they rely on it but of course the bible is above the nicene creed Mm -hmm. but okay that because i never understood why and those people who created the nicene creed had the authority the catholic church believe right yes that makes a lot more sense okay well thank you that like really actually is really insightful for me and i'm sure a lot of people because most people in our church don't even know what the nicene creed is and if they do like you said they might have it wrong right they might okay you you mentioned sale of indulgences for just a second we don't need to talk about it it's pretty i i think obviously big mistake right what no doctrine whatsoever yeah okay gotcha so i was gonna ask you about the pope versus the prophet but you haven't really had the opportunity, I'm, I'm assuming, yet to pray about the prophets. and, and... I have. I have. Oh, I have. okay. Cool.
1: I do think that the 12 prophets are the 12 apostles that we currently need. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Cool. I do not think that the Pope should have the power that he has. I can agree. Yes. Uh, some Popes are good. Some Popes are capable of great many things and healings. Mm-hmm. However, we should also take into consideration that m- the, because they said in Revelation that the uh, many will come in my name and do miracles now there are some of these popes have done things in christ's name yeah. but there are other popes who have i'm willing like right now guess who has the body, the highest uh, christian body count a pope yeah so like there are good popes but like the same way that we have the, we can have false prophets i'm willing to bet you that not every person in the catholic church is a false prophet
0: but yeah okay and for so, sure for sure
1: I don't think the Pope should have that authority. He shouldn't have that power. Mm-hmm. And it should be more like the apostles. I'm willing to bet you. If somehow we come to an understanding, if somehow the Catholic church happens by chance to just listen to every other Christian denomination and listen to why they're telling the Catholic church they're wrong and the church listens and is willing to look back on its own history mm-hmm. and is willing to be like, yeah, there are things that shouldn't have arose, I'm willing to bet you that it'll get to the point where the Catholic Church becomes a mesh of every other Christian denomination except the LDS Church, and it will become more about the LDS Church accepting the type of authority, and I think the, the that mass church yeah. to mesh into the LDS Church. Rather than it being the LDS to the Catholic, it'll be Catholic to yeah. the LDS.
0: Because you think a lot of Catholics will want to be a part of the true church and the true church yeah
1: e- every catholic wants to feel that they're part of the church church and i'm willing to bet you that the reason why they say oh we're right it's because they want to feel as though they're a part of the right church And yeah. somewhere deep down in them they might doubt it and they say that just to reinforce that onto themselves they might they might not
3: yeah
0: that's crazy you say that cuz there so there's a conversion story that's really famous throughout missionaries and it's called um the conversion story of bill carpenter very famous, his parents paid $40,000 for him to become a Catholic priest into, I don't know what that school is called, but, um, and he got sent there and basically the day he was going to graduate and become a priest, he was baptized in our church and his parents disowned him and and kicked him out and he, he had, basically crazy story, but basically on this first lesson with the missionaries, they teach him the plan of salvation and he's like, feels the spirit so strong, he's like, I know this is true. But he's like, but sorry, guys, like I'm Catholic. And like, so knows it's true, yep. but then says, but sorry, guys, like, you know, I'm Catholic. And the missionary says back to me, he said, wow, we just destroyed your testimony so much that you had to reinforce it yourself by saying you were Catholic. Yeah, like- and he then was like, you're, you're right. Like, and then, of course, his story, he was baptized and became this amazing member of our church. Mm-hmm. But I just love how you said that because it was like, I've seen that so many times where I talk to a Catholic person who's like, yeah that actually does make sense but sorry i'm catholic and it's like wait what like what does
1: that have to do with anything yeah take away the christian denomination get take that away that i'm an lds yeah what is that saying to you is that speaking true to you take away that i'm lds I'm missionary lds yeah. take away that you are a catholic what makes sense oh my dude i need to have you
0: over so me and my my mom's be, one of my mom's best friends is catholic and she's been, she's gonna come over and have dinner with us with the missionaries, and the only reason she's not baptized is because she doesn't want to disrespect her grandmother who is Catholic. But she knows the church is true; like she has felt in her heart, the LDS church is true, but is holding back because her grandma was Catholic. Like, here's a
1: piece of advice I would then tell her: Would the grandmother then be more proud, or would God be more proud?
0: Yeah, I I know, bro. It's, dude, what's crazy about that story with Bill Carpenter is literally the missionaries he he went back to the missionaries and was bawling when he was kicked out and he was like he was like guys i i love my family too much to do this i can't be baptized and the missionary said do you love them until you die or do you love them for eternity because if you love them for eternity you'll be baptized in Jesus Christ True Church but if you love them until death you won't be baptized and you'll go choose them and he was like i want to love them for eternity i don't want to love them until just we die you know mm-hmm. like and so it's the exact same advice. It's like, do you would would God be proud of you right now? Like, who would you rather have be proud, God or your grandma? Right? Yeah. That's so cool. It's, okay.
1: It's why I got baptized anyway, without my dad knowing. Yep. I was like, I'm. I think God will be a lot more happier if I move forward like this, than my dad will ever be. I, I I'm. I would. I would rather my father in heaven be told if my father never finds out. I would rather God tell my dad, he got baptized, he did this, and I'm happy for him. Yeah. Rather than me having to face either wrath, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: Well, that's go ahead. the
2: thing. Is like how oh, um she said that she you knows she's upset. She doesn't want to disrespect her grandmother. But if she really did believe in the gospel, she would understand that her grandmother would be waiting in the spirit realm right now, waiting for her. Yeah. You know, this it's is just, it's just that, that, that she, little
0: her, her doubt that Satan puts in of it's saying like little, if it's, it's not true. Gun, then I am disappointing her so much. You know what I mean. It's just that little. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. It's that little doubt. But then it's also. It's not just that that it's her doubt,
0: for sure. And sometimes,
2: sure. sometimes I feel that we like to portray our doubts on other things. But really, deep down, it's she's just scared that. Is this like I'm just using my grandmother as an excuse? Really, for sure. And yeah, yeah it it could be, for sure. Say. I know it sounds harsh to say. I know it's hard to say, but really deep down, it's because I, I've been there. It was it's your own doubt. It's you that's that's doubting it. It's you and you just don't want to or something admit like it. planting that doubt.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure Satan yeah. could be working really hard. Yeah,
1: it,
2: it's it's what
1: helped me like okay, I either get baptized or I don't. Yeah. Like that that was my opinion. And why and my dad said like okay, you have a time period. Like if you like he's to he said, "If you come back to me after school has ended and this is not distracting you anymore and you tell me you still want to do it." Then fine go ahead. I will allow you to experiment with the LDS church. Okay, I'm going to experiment. My idea of experiment is getting baptized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I went forth and did anything anyways. I I he gave me a 2-year time period. It wasn't going to change my opinion. Yeah. And he was and he's honestly just holding me back in that regard. Yeah. And I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. I feel like I will be able to move much more quickly, much more closer to Christ in the LDS church and i will be in the catholic church something is telling me that yeah something something tells me you're gonna do a lot better and you're gonna feel a lot better when you're doing this here
0: that's amazing Mm -hmm. that is so cool bro well go ahead go ahead
1: i was gonna say even if i didn't i know i was gonna be fine because of what god told me yeah but the baptism was necessary
0: for sure that's amazing dude like that is so cool so before we end And everyone, I'm sure, wants to hear your closing thoughts of either your testimony, what you know to be true, advice you have to those who are maybe in your similar situation for they're Catholic and they're, you know, maybe listening to this or anyone else listening to this and they're in a different denomination, um, what your advice would be with them about our church or about if they don't believe in God, just any advice, right? But before we do that, Shinobun, do you have any last questions for him or comments you've thought about? If not, it's completely okay.
2: Actually, no, there is one. Um... I would really like to know your thoughts on your dad right now. That's there's something I'm, I've been thinking about at the moment, and um, well, not really on your thoughts on your dad, but like you know, how's how is your how is you and your father's relationship? If that's okay to ask,
1: it got a lot worse, mainly because I have a feeling that Satan is trying to make it really hard uh when my mother came to me and she was crying it was because my dad had recently just kind of shut her off in a way and that i feel and f- apparently from what i've been understanding over the last many years there there have been multiple in a way th- threats right Where he's used, if you don't, where my mother has done some little small complaint or small little thing about like, oh, you should, you need to cut your hair. Like, I know you don't have that much, but come on, look a little nicer. It looks like you have a patch or like, hey, you got to do more exercise than just the bike, right? Like you got, she's like, you got to shave. You'll look better if you're, if you're actually bald, right? So so things like Mm -hmm. that, things that he doesn't appreciate. He's like, well, if you don't like me the way I am, then maybe we should just get divorced. And these are small little threats that he's been making constantly over time, and that's why she came bawling to me, because it's not that he made a threat like that, but when my mother tried to talk to him, apparently he shot her off in a way that was reminiscent of that, and and things build up, of course, like yes. it's gonna hit, you know, it's
0: gonna explode if you just keep getting the same treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: he's been he's a he's a bit of a control freak. He is a manager, a project manager. He's he, but the thing is, he's not treating us like our family, he's treating us as if we're just micromanagers in his company. And he's trying to manage our entire lives. Like one thing is guiding me and like telling me, hey, your finances are not right. Or like, hey, your school is not right. But him is one thing like, hey, why are you going out with your friends who gave you permission? Or like, hey, why are you doing this? Hey, why are you doing that? Or the, here's the thing, as much as like that can seem like parental guidance, he puts that on my mother as well. Yeah. When she's an adult. Yeah, she can handle herself, and it's Utah, of all places. We're not living in Las Vegas, so she goes out at night. We know she's <laughs> not gonna encounter anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Utah. Yeah, so like, hundred uh, percent Utah. Yeah, and so like, like I'm, yeah, he's overprotective, but in the wrong way, yeah. and he's putting that onto me. And while I'm not mm. minding it so much because I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to be a teenager and rebel. <laughs> yeah, I use that my excuse. I'm in my rebel face. <laughs> my, for my mother that is not exactly an excuse and I've been meaning to try to talk to him about that mm-hmm. like hey one more word like that and I'm not gonna listen to you anymore yeah. like I want to respect you Something telling, it's telling me to respect guess what's one of the commandments however you're pushing the line very very badly because he's ma- he's ma- he's only gotten tougher recently and mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever be able to tell him without him accidentally finding out through a God given way
3: Mm-hmm.
1: because i know his reaction right now will be oh,
3: bad yeah
1: I, I wish i could tell him but i i have to endure it through it, this is gonna be a hard mo- moment of tribulation and i feel like i can just get through I, I know i'll be fine i know i'm gonna be fine i already made the decision i'm gonna be fine it's gonna happen yeah. one way or another he's gonna I find like that. out. i know he, i'm gonna be fine yeah i just wish i could tell him right now but i can't
2: yeah. And I um yeah, no, I, I thank you so much for sharing that. That's uh, for me that that was rude. That's that's really inspiring. And just last thing, if there's if you could have an unbiased conversation, if you could have an unbiased say one thing to your dad, what would it be? If he was right here and you could hmm? I would say I forgive you. Oh, oh that's powerful. Mm, I like that.
1: I would tell him I'm not holding on to anything. Because a lot of what I know that he's doing is because of his traumatic past. Mm. And I can't blame him for the way that he behaves, but at the same time, it's restrictive. And I want to be a better father. So if I have a son, he turns out better than he did. Because Mm. the way that I'm growing up with him, I'm still his little boy. I want my son to be at my age and I can call him my man. I want, I want to see him, and am like, okay, I want you to go out and be able to handle yourself. At my age, that's what I would, would be wanting my son to be able to handle. I'll treat him like my little boy, but I want to be, but I should be able. He, he doesn't have the trust that I would want to have with my kid. Mm-hmm. If my kid says, I'm going to go out and do this, I'm going to trust him. He's going to go out and do this. I don't want him, I don't want it to be like my dad who's i tell him i'm gonna go out and do this and he probably thinks i'm doing something completely different because in reality there are small things like him getting me presents that i know he doesn't that i feel like he should know that i'm not gonna like that but he continues to get me like and he knew like oh you're not using this as much as i thought you are like yeah because that's not what i like yeah it's like you somehow don't know me yeah when you should and i feel like it's gonna take a lot more i don't know no i uh, that crazy. makes sense yeah. for sure
2: you got me tearing mate you got me tearing up oh yeah <laughs> i feel i feel you man i do feel you yeah. and um yeah i'm just uh you're in my prayers man i really hope that um someday you guys can sit man to man and have that moment i really do pray for that thank you
1: thank you i i really hope so too and i know it's gonna happen but mm. it's not yet yeah
0: well before we end. I just want you to give your last thoughts to people who are listening who maybe are in your same situation and what your advice would be for them or those who are investigating
1: our church and what you would say to them. Those who are to investigating our church, consider everything and look for answers inside and outside of the church. Look at even the worst conspiracy theories and look, and look really, really hard to prove yourself wrong because i managed to i managed to go through and see that there were angles that people online were not seeing people thought that the endowment ceremony was a bit cultish and probably had satanic satanic origins not really do your research for those who are looking through do very good deep research on both sides right on both sides yeah that's
0: awesome i agree
1: for, for those who are going through a similar situation, just tough it out. It, it'll work out. God has your best interests at heart. He knows it'll be hard, but he knows he's going to figure it out. I'll extend it like this to you. I told my friend that he, he didn't know he was going to go on a mission and because all of a sudden some stress ended up happening. I told him, hey, he told me my life was going to go fine. And you know what's my first priority in my life? My life. And, and guess who falls into that? Jesus My dad, my mom, my brother, I don't have set priorities. I don't have my priority number one is school and then it's work. No, my number one priority and my only priority is my life. And that priority contains Jesus, my father, my mother, and those I love. And because it's my life and you are part of that priority, you will be fine. And that I am fine will extend to you. I try to take my name literally. God is with us. God is with me. And I've grown to have a respect for you guys. And I know that will extend to you. Regardless of what hardships you have. Regardless of who's watching this on the other side. Anybody who's Christian falls under that. In my opinion. And I care about you deeply. Even if I don't pray every night. Even if I don't think about it every day. Or every minute. I feel like that extends to everybody. You... You are cared about. No matter how far away you're falling, you can't fall that far away. You just need to stretch out the hand, and he'll that you'll be surprised that the hand has always been there and is ready to pick you up. Because that's how it is. You all will be fine. There's n- at the end of his all, you will all be fine.
0: Hundred percent. That was amazing. Thank you so much. I want. To have you back on here for another one because I have so many more questions actually. Like while you were speaking, I thought of more and I was like, But I have a I have a bishop's interview in like twenty minutes, so I gotta go too. But um yeah. but thank you so much, um, Manuel. That was freaking awesome, bro. Course, like thanks, Shinabun, for joining. Like great comments. That was Boom. Boom. One of the probably one of the best episodes I've had so far and so amazing. Felt like I felt the spirit so strong. I really needed to hear that. Um it really helped me. Every time me and Shinaboon hear these, like, even though we're facilitating it for people to hear, and they're like, oh, like a lot of people say, like, you're doing such amazing work by getting stories out for people. It's like, ultimately, in the end, it helps me so much, like, just uh-huh. me, right? In yeah. my, own, my own spiritual growth. So I'm so grateful.
2: You I got me in. teary, mate. You got me teary. And I, for a moment, I was like, oh, you haven't,
3: daddy. Even, you,
2: you, you
1: haven't even heard what my grandmother has gone through. One of the best arguments I used oh, against my mother man. for, like, why I'm LDS. Yeah. I told her, like, okay, tell me about your grandmother. Tell me about your stories. And she ended up just saying, I, I I ended up giving her stories of how Christian she was. Yeah. Why she went to Catholic church and whatnot. And I told her, do you think your grandmother would be going to Catholic church if the true church was around? And, like, well, it is a true church. Like, well, take that out of context. Just that. Is your grandmother a Christian or is she a Catholic? and he's like she's a christian there you go yeah so man yeah
0: well thank you so much everybody for tuning in today this has been conversion to christ podcast and once again super amazing episode and we'll see you on the next one bye-bye
2: thank you bye